passengers, and welcome to the midnight train where we bring the dark to light. <laughs> That's right, and of course, where listener discretion is always advised. And, uh, you know, we make fun of and joke about creepy stuff while bringing you as much information on each topic as possible. And yeah, we're kind of a comedy podcast, or so we think, but we do talk about some pretty dark topics, so if you're not into that and you don't think it kind of works, well, we get it. No problem, no harm, no foul. However, you know, maybe maybe give it a try. Yeah. Give, give it a try. It might, you might like it. Yeah, try everything once, right? Right. I am your host, the conductor of the cryptic, Jonathan Sayer, and with me today, of course... Back in the co-host chair is the one and only Logan. Yay. What's up, dude? Not much, man. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Got ourselves a little bit, a little bit of whiskey. Oh, wow. Dang. We are actually drinking a uh, an eight-year-aged Kentucky straight bourbon refined with Texas mesquite and American oak from Wild Turkey, of all places. Never thought I'd be drinking like an aged wild turkey Yeah, before. that's why I was like, isn't wild turkey like... It's yeah. all right, but you it's know, all right. I mean, yeah. it's not bad though. I like it's it. good. It's good. I had to try it just because it's aged, and I want to give them a chance. Yeah, and, and there's two different types of wood that they use for smoking. <laughs> you said wood. <laughs> 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 all right, listen. We're just gonna save the rest of the stuff because guess what? We have a new hype song, a new drink pop. We do today. Wait, is it like a hype hype song, like Party in the USA hype? No. Oh, is it? It's more of like a brace yourselves Ooh. because. Uh, this shit is going down, oh, is what it is. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, without further ado, I just would like to, uh, you know. That's right, let's turn down the lights, adjust our seats, grab a drink, and let's get creepy. But of course, a toast to all you beautiful motherfuckers. Yeah. Don't forget to get over there to Patreon if you're not a Patreon member. Sign up, get bonuses, all kinds of cool stuff from both Icons and Outlaws. Oh, yeah. And the Midnight Train, where uh, Icons, when we, uh, you know, dump a new song over, you guys get it here first, you know, the Patreon listeners hey, get it yeah, first, man. as well as all the bonuses. Oh, shizzle. They get a twofer. Yeah. So I want to give a big thank you to Jeff Butchko over at Code November, who put that together for us. It's pretty uh, pretty intense. It's pretty dope. I feel like I'm in Stranger Things. Oh. Yeah. We know how to say that. Stranger Things. Stranger Things. <laughs> Copyright infringement. Yeah. So make sure you guys find him on Spotify or wherever you listen to music, because Code November, that's the kind of stuff he does on his own because well he's he's weird anyway yeah (laughs) (laughs) and we like weird here we and we do like weird here that is true that is very true so listen logan and i saw that we were rising up through the ranks on a particular country's charts wait really we're prevalent and anywhere outside the america the America. We're really, not, we're really not prevalent. In, oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're we're far more prevalent outside of uh, of of. Yeah, anyway, so <laughs> so we saw that we were on Uganda's charts. Oh, and not only are we on Uganda's charts, but we're in the top ten. That's crazy. And I'm like, well, that's pretty awesome. It's pretty freaking rad. So we thought, hey, we should show our love and support 
to these wonderful people. Heck yeah, man. You know? So in order to do that right, we're going to do, you know, we're going to take a little trip. Ooh. We're going to take a trip in our favorite rocket ship. <sighs> we're going on a, in our favorite rocket ship. Hey! No? It's funny how you know that. Yeah, it's Little things. Einsteins, man. <laughs> little awesome Einsteins. That's right. We're headed to creepy Uganda. Oh. Yes, Uganda. <laughs> That'll be interesting. So aside from rituals, ancient vengeful deities, and some rather haunted locations found throughout the wonderful country, there's actually a uh, you know quite a few beautiful areas that, as a tourist, would be something to see. And I've heard nothing but awesome like part, especially reading through like the uh, the information and stuff like you know yeah. tourism's huge oh yeah very big out yeah there. yeah so it's pretty awesome so you know they have beautiful lakes they've got uh, mountains, and, mountains and extremely rich cultures and of course they were at you know one point in time like everyone else in the world owned by england <sighs> oh yeah golly gee whiz yeah shocker <laughs> especially when we, when we go through the names of the uh, the lakes yeah it's so funny to me because it's just like <laughs> when we, you'll see what i'm saying yeah so, all right, let's get creepy here. So the East African nation of Uganda, formerly the Republic of Uganda, is a landlocked nation. Kenya borders the nation on the east, South Sudan on the north, which is funny. Yeah. The, <laughs> Democratic, like the Democratic Republic of the Congo on the west and Rwanda on the southwest and then Tanzania on the south. So it's just all yeah, around. It's landlocked, man. I was just waiting for Wakanda to pop up the whole I know, time. Right? <laughs> I was. It's there, man. It's there. <laughs> Wakanda forever. So a sizable piece of Lake Victoria, which Tanzania, Kenya, and the rest of the country share, is located in the southern region of the nation. Okay, let's go back and listen to some of those. Rwanda, the Congo, South Sudan, Tanzania, Lake Victoria. Yeah. I wonder who made that up. Uh I would highly doubt it was a queen Victoria of mm. any any mm. stage, mm-hmm. or at least someone that like really worshipped a queen Victoria. Yeah, or queen in any stature. Correct. Yeah. 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 Which, by the way, speaking of uh, the UK, do you see what's going on with the uh, the heat over there? Oh, I know. Dude, aren't there like railroads and stuff catching fire and stuff over there? All kinds of stuff catching fire. So uh, heard of? Yeah, our love and 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 our you know best wishes to everyone over yeah, in the UK cool. right now. Yeah, like because that sucks. That yeah. sucks. They're going through like the worst heat they've ever had. Yeah. Like a- ever. That's that's crazy. Yeah, it's not good. I don't like it. It's intense. Yeah, like camping. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so the African Great Lakes uh, uh, area includes Uganda. Okay, the climate in Uganda, which is uh, also part of the Nile Basin, is variable, but usually modified equatorial. I know. That's I was like, wait, modified equatorial. Yes, which is characteristics of modified equatorial climate have a range of four to twenty-seven degrees Celsius. Mm, so let's see, four to twenty-seven degrees Celsius. Let's see, my my brain still works twenty-seven, so temperate twenties and. 30 30s so i would say that's probably in the upper echelon of 78 to 82 degrees fahrenheit for all the non-smart people out there just kidding i don't know is it yeah it actually is (laughs) (laughs) i have no idea i have no idea so there are about 42 million people living there which is awesome i did not know that they had that many people there yeah and 8.5 million of them reside in kampala the country's capital and largest metropolis pretty cool that is pretty dope so Uganda was given its name after the Kingdom of Buganda, which ruled over a sizable area of the country's southern region, including the capital of Kampala, and whose language, Luganda, is extensively spoken today. That's Luganda. I had no idea that they I had no idea that they spoke that. U- Luganda. I didn't realize that Buganda was like a like a thing. So there's Buganda, Luganda, Uganda. <laughs> 
At least they make it easy. They do. You know, I wish I mean, we did. Yeah, I mean, with us, it's well, we're stupid. Anyway. <laughs> so the United Kingdom began to govern the region as a uh, protectorate in, in 1894, establishing uh, administrative uh, law through the realm, the realm of Uganda. Yep. Now, a protectorate. I've never heard that word before because it's usually called something else that doesn't sound quite as nice. And usually has to deal with the mafia. Right. <laughs> so a protectorate is uh, it's a uh, state that is governed and guarded by another independent state as uh, is known as a protectorate. It is a dependent region with local autonomy over the majority of internal manners that yet recognizes the authority, kind of like the U.S. and Puerto Rico. Yep. So they're their own entity, but they're under our umbrella. Yep. So that's... Yeah. yeah, it's like a province, basically. That's kind of how it is. Which, aren't, when are they going to do that? When are they just going to make Puerto Rico part of... Because it'd be an, an odd number of states, and that's just not cool. Damn it, we're going to have to change all the damn flags. Yep. Shut up a bitch. You know how much money it's going to cost to have to change everything from... You know how expensive the 50 stars flags are going to be after they... If they were to change that? Dude, scalpers be all over that. I don't know. I think Puerto Rico should... Oh, I, I agree. Part of it. Honestly, yeah. we should get rid of California. I was about to say, there's a couple. Let's swap them out. Let's do that. Let's, let's swap them out. Yeah, let's swap they them out. They want to be independent. Let them be independent. Yeah. Callie, listen. I love you guys. love visiting there and stuff, but you guys want you to be your own yeah. like country and whatnot. Just swap them out for Puerto Rico. So why don't you guys secede? Yeah. And then we'll just take Puerto Rico, and we don't have to change any flags. Yeah, especially because there's a lot of Puerto Ricans in Ohio, too. I know. Like, yeah. it just makes things easier. Lor uh, Lorraine, Ohio, per capita, is second only to Puerto Rico in uh, Puerto Rican uh, civilians. Wait, Lorraine? Lorraine, Ohio, yeah. That's pretty close. Which is only about, what, a half hour from here? If that. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's what they do over there. So on October 9th of 1962, however, Uganda declared its independence from the U.K., and they wanted to change all the damn names of the lakes, but they were already on the maps. So they, <laughs> they were like, well, shit. Again, too much money to change the name. Right. They were like, we're going to change all the maps. Lake Victoria just does not sound Ugandan. It does not sound Lugandan. <laughs> Lugandan, correct. It's like, it just doesn't work. So there have been other bloody wars, okay, including an eight-year military dictatorship under um, Idi Amin. Idi Amin. And we will definitely talk about him on several occasions through oh, this. Will yes. we now? Yes. Oh. Doesn't sound like the nicest guy. Really? Yeah. I, th I was picking up that Idi Amin sounds like a, a pretty... Every time I hear that, mm -hmm. all I hear is, here come the hot step of murder, because <laughs> his name was Aini Kamozi. Oh, that's right. What is his name? That's, that's his name, Aini Kamozi. So I every time I see Idi Amin, I'm like, here come the hot step of murder, and whatever he says. <laughs> I'm the lyrical says. gangster. Oh, that's what he says. Yeah. Still love you like that. <laughs> and copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we, there we go. We keep getting flagged. All right, so you guys that listen to the show, both shows, you know we're always kind of going off on our tangents and singing songs and talking about movies. We keep getting flagged because our audio goes on YouTube. Yeah. But YouTube's copyright is so strict. So strict. That even if we sing somebody else's song, they flag it. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, what? What? what is that? Right. Hey, YouTube. Suck my balls. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. So their constitution stipulates that, quote, any other language may be used as a medium of instruction in schools or other educational institutions or for legislative, administrative, or judicial functions as may be authorized by law. That was a lot of syllables. Yeah. So what's it mean? I, I, I got lost <laughs> in the words. <laughs> Basically, they're saying that you can teach any other language. It's fine, right? Oh, okay. Gotcha. But, but Lugandan is their... Yeah. That's their thing, yeah. right? Yeah. So despite the fact that English and Swahili are the official languages, okay? So many more languages, including... Oh, my. This was this was fun. Dude, so hold on. Real quick before you go into that. Okay. So I work with a guy that's a... A guy? Uh, his name is... 
Mohib. He's a really, really awesome guy. Okay. He is a, uh, he's like a, a, what would you call it, international student. He does not reside in the U.S., but he comes here for school and stuff like that. International man of mystery? Is, is that what he is? I mean, he could be. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah, baby. This anyway. guy knows a lot of languages, but he's originally from, I believe, Saudi Arabia. Okay. Um, so he knows Swahili, Hindu, a bunch of other languages in the Middle East and stuff like that. And I asked him, I was like, what is like the uh, like one of the hardest languages for you to have learned? And he was like, well, English. And I was like, okay, is that the first thing I've heard about that, right? I was like, what is the, the easiest language that you've learned? And he was like, Swahili. And I was like, wait, what? Well, if he's native to over there, though, maybe that's something that's is Swahili. Is it similar to what he speaks I mean, like natively, I don't, like, I don't know. I was just like kind of blown away by that though, because I like I've listened to people speak Swahili and it sounds kind of similar, but at the same time, I'm just like I don't listen. I don't know. We 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 talk to obviously uh, Americans all day long, all day long, and they don't even know how to speak it. <laughs> True, and so that would be the hardest. The easiest would be Pig Latin, I would assume, right? Oh, easy. I mean, that's right. Yeah, I just can't wait to visit Pig Latina, Latinia, <laughs> the Latin Pigish, whatever. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, it is pretty crazy though. Like Swahili, huh? yeah, like oh, Swahili wow. of all the language he knows. And I think he like did he speak it to you when he, when he said that? Kind of. Not, uh, okay, and I'm not. And please pardon my ignorance to this. Are it's uh, it's um, it's very so. They're Africa. Yeah. Is there, is there clicking and stuff in it? Mm-mm. Okay. No, it's like an actual like language. It's almost like. Um, I don't know how to describe it. I, I know it's they got a, uh, a lot of, and we'll talk about some of the names and stuff in here, some of the places, like the NG, yeah. the Nagata, and uh, Nobotu, and things like that. So it's very it's very prominent that way, like, yeah. it, you know, as far as their hard uh, uh, consonants and their hard vowels connect really fast. Yeah, real quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I didn't know if it was like a, had the, like, the click things. I mean, when he was speaking it, it didn't really sound like it, so no, but it, I don't know, it kind of like, gave me an idea of like like a uh, like a french mixed with um like an arabic almost so it's kind of like harsh syllables but they were very fluid a french mixed with arabic yeah i don't know <laughs> that's how it came off i was like oh Bonsoir. <laughs> <laughs> so they do have many more languages including a uh, tiso lango uh, uh it's either acholi or acoli uh ranyoro uh ranyakoli Rukiga, Luo, Rutoro, Samia, oh boy, this one, Labadola, and Lusogo are also spoken in central and southeastern portions of the nation. That's like, I didn't realize there was that many languages. Yeah. Like, all those languages, never even heard of. Yeah, never heard of. Not a single one? And, uh, I know. I thought Swahili was just a, a very prevalent language all over the country. Yeah. It's pretty awesome, though. Yeah. So, Yowari Kaguta Musavini. Mm. Rhymes with a, another person that's n- not very nice. Mussolini? Yeah. That's a good pasta, isn't it? What? What? No. Oh. Bad dictator. Oh. Yeah. Oh, was he? He's a bad dictator. But he was on art? Dictator. That caught me off guard. So he was the president of Uganda at the moment. Or, or, okay. Came to power in January of uh, 1986 following a lengthy six-year guerrilla conflict. Okay. He was able to run and win the presidency of Uganda in the general elections of 2011, 2016, and 2021. So he is currently in power, mm, right? Yeah. As a result of constitutional revisions that eliminated the president's term restrictions. Also, oh, don't. Oh, oh, sounds uh, kind of similar to what our, we have. Our Senate. Yes. Yo, bastards, go, go, play golf and stop it. 
Seriously. I mean, you've already made your millions from your insider trading. Listen, I, mean, I highly doubt anyone from Congress or the Senate or anyone in government whatsoever is listening to this show right how now. How awesome okay. would it be if the Clintons were, though? That'd be amazing. <laughs> All of a sudden, oh, <laughs> this is the FBI. <laughs> yeah. So let's just say you're listening. Do me a favor. Go retire. Go 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 play golf. Please. please. Go go get your balls stuck in a sand trap. Let let somebody younger come in who can actually like you know uh, connect with the people yeah, in this country interpret right interpret what's going on yeah like yeah. this whole old ideology of stuff like stop it yeah you got to adapt and you guys and I'm not listen I'm not trying to tell you like well you're wrong because you're wrong but <laughs> you don't have to be wrong or right you can just go and just fade off into the sunset yeah. you've made you've made your money you've made actually you've probably made a lot more money than most Americans I would say. Exactly. So you should be able to retire healthily and, uh, yeah, not have to worry about any BS. Oh, yeah, when fucking Pelosi, little feck. Yeah. Anyway, did you hear what happened to her recently? Well, first off, I heard, like, The insider trading thing? Yeah, with her husband? Yeah. Yeah, all the microchips and bullshit. Yep, yep, yep. yep. So they they passed legislation and are giving, like, one, I don't know, like, a a couple billion dollars towards... I think it was $17 billion? Something crazy like that. Towards tech industries? Tech industry to get the the microchips working because there's a shortage right now or whatever. And then she went and dumped $2 million of some stock to buy into that tech company. so that's a, called insider trading fuck you yes there is a really cool website that i don't remember the name of that i saw on it uh, i think it was a tiktok actually Pornhub. I, I hate tiktok um <laughs> you'd be surprised how much anyways but anyways <laughs> there's a website that actually monitors the um the the trades done by um political figures um because of of course, any laws or anything that's going to be passed, obviously they're going to jump on what's ever going to make their pockets bigger. Of course. Um, so there's a website that actually tracks that, and a lot of, I wouldn't say younger people, but a lot of newer people to the trade market that are actually make, making a lot of money are actually using that website to make their millions. Like what, following what the trends from they're them are? following the trends of them, and yeah, it's but updated see, that is up to so the minute, though. so fucked up, though, that if you, if you were, if you were a part of, of passing a bill or legislation, whatever, to to make money for somebody, and then you dive in that pool. Fuck you. Yeah. Seriously, like like fuck you. Yeah. And not only that, but my point of that whole thing is not only is she a piece of shit because oh, she is, yeah. and I, I fucking and can't stand her. Some but old, little. But yeah, she yeah. saying that she's made her money. She just took two million and put it towards something else. That means she has at least. Two million dollars. That's not liquid assets. You know what I mean? Nope. She has money off of a hundred and seventy-six thousand dollar year salary. Yeah, weird, right? Yeah, a little weird. weird. Anyways, anyway, go fuck yourself. So, <laughs> so Uganda, we're talking about this beautiful country. Beautiful. Varied. Uh, their uh, terrain includes volcanic hills, mountains, and lakes. The average elevation of the nation is about nine hundred meters above sea level. Not too high. Mountains line Uganda's eastern and western borders. The uh, Ruwenzori mountain range is home to Alexandra, the highest peak in Uganda, which rises to a height of 5,094 meters. That's pretty tall. It's pretty tall. I just think it's funny that the, the mountain range is not of another nation. It's pretty funny, right? But the, I was just the thinking the same thing. Peak is it's <laughs> like anything that's great, it's like England's like, that'll be ours. Yep. Yes. Um... That's the ruin, ruin Zori, huh? Hmm. What about, what about that tall spot? Let's call that Philip. Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, I'm of English descent, and I still think that we just, God, you did I mean, some shitty shit. A lot of the uh, artifacts of the world somehow ended up in Britain's uh, Natural History Museum. Um, I mean, um. <laughs> 
So one of the largest lakes in the world, uh, Lake Victoria, <laughs> which has several islands, has a significant uh, or significant effect on most of the country's southern region. Mm-hmm. The most significant cities, including Kampala, the capital, and Entebbe, are um, a neighboring city, are found in the south, close to this lake. The country's largest lake, Lake Kyoga, located in the middle of uh, a vast marshy landscape. Okay, I don't know why I said it like that, but it is. It's located in the middle. So Uganda again is landlocked, right? Mm-hmm. Although it has, of course, a lot of big lakes. Lake Albert, Lake Edward, and Le- smaller Lake George. Do any of those sound African? <laughs> no. Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry. Are additional lakes to Victoria and Kyoga. The Nile Basin encompasses practically the whole country of Uganda. On the border with Congo, the Victoria Nile flows from Lake Victoria via Lake Kyoga and into Lake Albert. South Sudan is uh, reached by continuing northward. The Suam River, which is a component of Lake Turkana's internal drainage basin, drains a region in eastern Uganda. Then there's the uh, Lotokipi Basin. That sounds right. Yeah which is mostly in Kenya, receives water from the far northeastern region of Uganda. So, like, there's just got a lot of stuff going on. They do. They do. I like it. So there are 60 protected areas in Uganda, including 10 national parks. And you had all those in there. I didn't want to name them all. <laughs> no? Nope. So I, wanted, I, I was like, mm-mm, deleted. Yeah, 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 I wanted to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, 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 no. Tongue twisters? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was like looking up pronunciations and stuff, and I'm like, I can't even say the pronunciation. Like, <laughs> so there is Bwendi Impenetrable National Park and uh, the Renzori Mountains uh, National Park are both UNESCO World Heritage Sites. So what in the hell is UNESCO? It stands for Unidentified Neural Electron Sexual Conspiracy Organization. Unidentified Neural Electron Sexual Conspiracies. So there's conspiracies with how our electrons in our neural system... Mm-hmm. Are sexual. Yes, and it has to do with these national parks. So those national parks turn us on, and there's a conspiracy behind that. Right. I want to read more about this. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, that's incorrect and stupid. (laughs) So it actually stands for the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization. Right? Hmm. There you go. Pretty cool. A specialized agency of the United Nations aimed at promoting world peace and security through international cooperation, education, arts, sciences, and culture. Love it. Love, love, love it. Pretty cool. The Bwindi Impenetrable National Park is home to a group of mountain gorillas. The uh, um, Makahinga uh, Gorilla National Park is home to gorillas and golden monkeys. And the Murchison uh, Falls National Park is home to those evil fucking hippos. Hippos are like the pit bulls of the wild. Are, are, but you have a pit bull. Are you saying they're, they're mean? They're amazing. No, they're not. They're Dude, evil. They, they look like it. The little tongues stick out just like them, too. I watched a video the other day mm-hmm. of a hippo murking about three different lions. Well, those lions shouldn't have been fucking with the hippo. They weren't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. They weren't at all. They were just like kind of in the water, taking a drink or whatever, and this hippo just came up like. That's, that's his water, apparently. Oh, man. They're bastards. Yeah, they they're are. bastards. Evil fuckers. Dude, Ugh. they kill more people a year than sharks bite people. Yep. It's crazy. Yep, they're they're evil. Eve, evil. Yeah. So the military in Uganda is known as the Uganda People's Defense Force. There are about 45,000 soldiers on active service in Uganda's military, and this is pretty awesome. Only the United States Armed Forces are deployed, uh, deployed to more nations, according to analysts, than the Ugandan Army, which is actively engaged in a number of combat and peacekeeping missions in the area. So they're constantly going out. That's awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we are a way larger country. And they're, we're only, you know, ahead of them. That's it. Yeah. They're, they're like a tenth of our 
uh, what is it, population right now. Yeah. yeah. And these guys are out there trying to help out and defend and whatnot. It's pretty cool. It's awesome, yeah. So Uganda has troops stationed in the Central African Republic, Somalia, South Sudan, and the northern and eastern regions of the D- Democratic Republic of the Congo. Bing, bang, boom. Mm-hmm. The landscape and wildlife of Uganda are the main attractions for tourism. In 2012 to 2013, I thought I was doing really well, too. You were doing awesome. And then I get to 2012, and I mess it up. It was a bad year. Yeah, yeah, it was a bad year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It contributed 4.9 trillion Ugandan shillings, which is 1.88 billion, which is still a lot of money. Which is funny that they, their currency is shillings. Anyways. Yeah. Wonder why. It's <laughs> so fucked up. I'm I want, sorry. I wonder, I wonder why they have that, Logan. What do you What do you think? Um, I think they heard a really cool name. Oh. And we're like, you know what? Yeah. We're going to adopt it mm. and make it our own. Surprise, it's not pounds. I'm surprised it wasn't. Yeah. Mm. 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 Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, they're making a ton of money on on tourism, which is awesome. Yeah. So uh, of course that's you know added to their GDP, making it a significant source of employment, investment, and foreign money. Photo safaris across the national parks and wildlife reserves are the primary draws. Other highlights are the mountain gorillas, which may be found in Uganda's af- aforementioned Windy Impenetrable National Park. I just love that it's called the Impenetrable, but yet everyone goes there. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like this place is supposed to be a fortress and no one can get in. Except you and and you in those Jeeps and perhaps okay, everyone come on. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Are you paying? Then you're allowed to. Yeah, right, exactly. Come on, come on. It's not impenetrable anymore because <laughs> there's a twenty dollar fee. <laughs> But I just think it's crazy that it's called that. Yeah, and the cool. uh, Magahinga uh, Gorilla National Park, which are two of the continent of Africa's oldest cultural kingdoms. Well, I didn't the know that. The continent of Africa. That's a pretty big ass. That's awesome. And Africa's old. And big. It's been around for a minute. A Has hot it? minute. A little how, bit. How, how long is a minute? Uh, 60 seconds. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, no, I think it's, it's pretty awesome. And so, with more than 1,073 species of birds reported, Uganda is an orth, uh, <laughs> ornithologist paradise. Nice. That means bird lover. I was impressed that yeah. you said that word completely. Yeah, or- orneth- ornithologist. Basically, you, know, you like birds. I like birds. You like, you like birds. You like birds? <laughs> you like dogs? <laughs> you like dogs? So ranking fourth among bird species in Africa and 16th worldwide. Wow! And again, they're they're not a huge country. No, you know not I mean? really. It's just they got a lot. It, it, they seem. I really want to go here. Oh, I would love to yeah. go to Uganda. Yeah. So the Great Rift Valley and the white-capped Rin, uh, Rinzori Mountains are only two of Uganda's many landscapes. Unfortunately, like everywhere else. Uganda has a plethora of things that have happened there that aren't exactly what some may consider, um, what's the word, pleasant. Oh, really? Yeah. They're not a perfect country? Correct. Oh, for, for lack of a better term, and because we're adults, let's just say some pretty fucked up shit happened. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like uh, genocide kind of being a big thing. A little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty yeah. rough. And super sorry to hear that. Very. And we're going to dive into some lesser known stuff because yikes. Yeah. Just saying. So how about maybe some, you know cryptozoology we're learning about bitcoin i was about to say for you millennials out there we're not talking about bitcoin (laughs) (laughs) you beat me to the punch (laughs) son of a bitch so a large cryptid bird named bag is it bagus or bag i want to say it's badgy really (laughs) of all the words you can say you're gonna pick badgy badgy 
It just sounds... All right, fuck it. I'll go with it. Different. Badgie's Blackbird was once sighted in Uganda's Lake Bujuku, which is located south of Mount Spike. Uh, Sp- I'm going to say Spake or Speaky. 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 Yeah. In the hmm, ru- uh, ruins, uh, Ruin Ozori Mountains. I've seen that word spelled five different times in this. I, I don't think we have a, an like, actual translation in different, for it. Mm, I don't I know. <laughs> they were purportedly observed in large numbers in 1898 at a height of 9,000 feet, according to Stephen Salisbury Badgie a guide for the government. Bashy described them as blackbirds the size of sheep with an alarm uh, <laughs> an alarm call resembling that of a bull. <laughs> hold on. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Let's just dissect this real fast. Yeah. It's a bird. Yeah. Mm, big as a sheep. Okay. Sounds like a bull. Yes. No. No? No, I'm not in, I'm not into that. No. That sounds scary as shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. You just see this bird. Like, oh, look at the bird. It's a big bird. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's an airplane coming towards us. Yeah. No, that's a bird. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. So not much else uh, you know, to go on here since this was the only sighting allegedly of the creature. But yet there was thousands of them. Why is everyone talking about it then? Yeah, I don't know. But who knows? Maybe it was a pterodactyl. Oh, or better yet, a rather large black bird that was living rather well and just so happened to be bigger than the rest of them. Maybe. Going off of that, yeah. did you see the latest video of the Megalodon? Mm-hmm. So I don't believe in any of that shit until I see it from a like legitimate source. Agreed. So there was this, of course, TikTok. I I don't know why, but it, I'm always I'm never never on TikTok, but I always see these videos of TikTok, and some of them kind of intrigue me. So, anyways, there was a Google Earth image. By the way, you can find us on TikTok. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> there was this Google Earth image that somebody just, for whatever reason, the Earth is a fucking big-ass planet. Just saying. What is? Earth is a big Yeah. Well, ass re- relatively. Planet. Relatively. I mean, compared to our neighbors. Yeah. So. But and someone. As far as other. Anyway, go ahead. Who had time on their hands was just scoping through Google Earth and was like, hmm, I'm going to see what's in this body of water and this isolated area. Okay. I'm going to zoom in on it. Okay. And they saw what looked to be a shark shadow under the water. Okay. And according to the resolution of the picture, an exact other copy resolution from another place in the entire world showed a bunch of buses and a parking lot. And they were about 40 feet long, right? So this guy was saying that because of the resolution and because of the way this shark looked or this um, object looked, because I didn't think it looked like a shark, it looked like a blue whale. But anyways, it looked like... It probably was. It most definitely yeah. was. But it looked like it was over at least 70 feet long, which, correct me if I'm wrong, blue whales, they grew up to about 90 feet? And some bigger. Yeah. That, like, they the get up to biggest 100. mammal in yeah. the world. They're freaking ginormous. Yeah. And yeah. they're going extinct. I know. It sucks. Yeah. Did you hear about freaking uh, how, like, on, uh, God, we keep going on these tangents. <laughs> off the rails, baby. Um, did you hear that, uh, like, so, like, uh, I think it's in California or whatever, like, off the coast, there was a bunch of, like, there's normally, like, sharks there. Yeah. There's not sharks there anymore. They're, they're like, gone. Not all of them, but, like, where the sharks would usually go and, like, yeah. do their thing or whatever. They're gone because of two orcas. Yeah, orcas are fucking dicks. Those, they are fucking dicks. Why yeah. aren't we out there just like, why? Listen, here's what we do. All right, we can, we can, we can solve all kinds of things. Uh, cool. I would love to serve an orca burger oh. or an orca steak. 
Dude, the blubber off of that, yeah. dude. Could How fuel? about this? Mm. We need to legalize and legitimize uh, the the hunting of orcas because they are fucking assholes. Yeah. All they do is one. They fucking they only they only ever go after sharks and other fucking creatures that don't really bother anybody and whale babies. They don't go after whales. They go after whale babies. Right. And seals. And seals. And but they, they just but they, they just they just fuck with seals. Yeah. They just they just slap the shit out of them for no reason. Yeah. And I just mean, kill them because their tail like. Hits them one time and they're just gone. To be honest, though, there's a lot of animals that are just dicks. Like yeah. octopi. Yeah, octopuses. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they'll, dicks too. They'll just punch fish for no reason. Yeah, but that's funny. <laughs> it's not killing it. I, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, that it's kind of funny. <laughs> just going for a snorkel. And yeah, just an go. Yeah, just, he's got eight fists too, so he just just knock one Dude, out. Can you imagine him fighting a school of fish? It'd be amazing. It'd be fucking awesome. It'd be like a freaking old school Japanese movie. Just need you to make a comic of just an octopus fighting yeah. fish. And and all these sharks are showing up on land, uh, like washing up on shore, uh, with their livers being removed because yeah, that's what uh, they do. That's all orcas. And go it's after. two of them. Yeah, it's fucked up. They are dicks. Yeah, that's it. New shirt. Fuck killer whales. Yeah, yeah. Because seriously. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Uganda. So Denman's bird was another cryptid bird that Canadian mountaineer Earl Denman purportedly claimed to have been seen diving, uh, quote, swiftly and nearly vertically in the high mountain air. In Uganda's, uh, it's spelled different again. Yep. Mm, Ruwenzori Mountains. Okay. Ben S. Roish speculated that they uh, could have been the Varokes, uh, Varos, Varokes e- Eagles? Varos Eagles? Right. Yeah, it's Veru. 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 The hamburger. It's the hamburger. Hamburger. Oh, there you go. What are you doing? Oh, there's lime juice everywhere. So he thinks it's one of these eagles, which are common in the region, frequently observed um, diving to grab the hyruses, which are pretty much rock rabbits, right. and hares, that thing that can't grow on my head, when <laughs> hunting in pairs. No, hares like the little bunnies. Yeah, that's it. Did you, so have you ever seen or, or, or looked up what a hyrus is? A hyrus? A hyrus. No. Okay, for all of you beautiful people out there listening right now, passengers. Beautiful. Hyrus, mm-hmm. it's a rabbit mm-hmm. that has like hooven feet. And it can sometimes be hyrus or hyrix with an X at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Never. Yeah, it, it's, it's never. crazy. Never heard of that before. Huh. Yeah, and probably because this thing's eating them all. So the irizema, also known as, quote, the thing that may not be spoken of... Was a cryptid that was seen in Uganda and the Democratic Republic of the Congo near Lake Edward. Oh my God, it really bothers me every time. I know it really does. And it's, the the worst part is though, it's like it's not just a couple countries. It's I know it's a like lot. all of them. Much. There's more. <laughs> At people. least I can say those ones, so I Which, should be happy about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So one of the least well-supported of the African neo dinosaurs. Okay, it has been compared to both the Moke- oh boy Mokeli Mbembe. And the Emela Ntoku. Pretty good, actually. I, I, I seriously went through this I, like, I'm glad quite often. Because I was really worried. <laughs> okay, so what, it, what what's a neo-dinosaur? You're Mr. Dinosaur Guy. Neo-dinosaur is considered to be a, a live dinosaur. That is just, it's a, it's a newer dinosaur, pretty much. Because the according to the, worry, the Merriam-Webster's Dex, Dictionary, right? Did you say Dexter? <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Um, the word dinosaur means an extinct reptile. So adding the word neo, which is the prefix for new. So it'd be a new extinct dinosaur? Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But that's what it is. So it's just like a newer one they found? 
No, it's a living, breathing, so it's supposed alive. dinosaur. Oh, boy. But it's too hard to make a new word for a big-ass lizard. Okay. Well, neodinosaurian cryptids. Oh, boy, that word. <laughs> like the um, Mokele Mbembe or the Lekele Mbembe have been seen mostly in the uh, Republic of the Congo and Cameroon, where it is thought to live in marshy or swampy wetlands, lakes, and rivers. Several other bodies of water all have also reported seeing it. But the uh, hmm, Liguola region and Lake Tele, oh boy, are particularly uh, par- particularly <laughs> linked to it. Okay, I left a lot of this stuff in here just so you guys can hear me like fuck up, fuck it up. Yeah. Anyway, but I feel like I'm listen. I, I put a lot of work to try to figure these out, like yeah, the words. And I'm stuff. impressed. You're doing a good job. I, thank you. So many cryptozoologists have long assumed that the uh, Mokele Mbembe is a big amphibious animal with a bulky body, a long neck and tail, and a small head. What does that fucking sound like? <gasps> Nessie! It sounds like the, Nessie. It does. Yeah. It sounds like the Loch Ness. Yeah, yeah. However, a wide range of different reptilian and mammalian identities have also been proposed. Can you uh, can you do me a quick favor? Nope. Can you, um, off the top of your head, think of a amphibious animal with a bulky body, which means, you know, rather big body, a long neck and a long tail, and a small head that is considered a mammal. A duck? A goose? I mean, you said amphibious, right? Yes. So, like, yeah. But a mammal. A, ma- a mammal? Mm. Not a damn thing. Yeah, no. So why would someone say that? It, like, the only thing I think of is that maybe it was a giraffe swimming, which they are not known to do. Yeah, I don't know. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, mammals. I, I don't really see a whole lot of mammals. Even though they do say that, uh, what is the, the the one thing that like will swim all the way out in the ocean? Camels. Oh, yeah. Same. What about a camel? Same with moose, meese, mice, moose, meeses, meeses. You know what? You know what's funny is one of the uh, the biggest, uh, um, which you're gonna find a fucking kick out of this, the uh, predatorial enemy of a moose is a killer whale. Because they go out and they 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 swim in the ocean yeah. all around Canada and wherever else. Yeah. mooses, meeses. Same with camels. Found. Camels will swim like all the way into the ocean. Yeah, it's crazy. Killer whales. Go after fucking mooses. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, what? Fuck these things. Seriously, fuck them. Fuck. And, and listen, if anyone even brings up that fucking what's that stupid ass movie with fucking Sea Biscuit? No, with the fucking oh, the killer whoa, whale. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It starts with the W. Willie. Free Willie. Free Willie. Yeah. Fuck Willie. Well, I mean, no. Fuck Willie. There's fuck, fuck been a couple things. of uh, killer whales that we've kept in. Uh, um, Shamu. Yeah. Yeah, but there's a newer one that's uh, of the I think it's like of the so many attacks or whatever that have been done in captivity. This one, which is still alive, this one has been accounted for seven eighths of them. It's crazy. Of what? Of attacks on humans. Yeah, there's been like two or three deaths in Sea World with these people that like train these damn things because of the killer whales. I know, and it, like being a you know like a younger kid or whatever in school and stuff, people are like, "Oh, killer whales are awesome," and it sucks that we're being so abusive towards them in Sea World. It's like, oh, yeah, I feel bad for them. And then you see what they do in the wild, and you're like, never mind. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not into the whole captivity thing. No, no I'm not no, at all. Mind. Like, for real. Like, yeah, I went to, you know, SeaWorld, because we had a SeaWorld here for a while. And, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, I went. Yeah, yeah. I went. It's yeah. cool. Whatever. I'm not into the whole thing now that I'm an adult. However, fuck them. Sure. Like, truthfully. But in the wild. Like, let's, let's, it's like, you know, um, let's give them a chance. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll have a chance. Mm-hmm. And one-on-one. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing my AR with me. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? I, that's all. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's all I'm saying because fuck them. Like they, they're, they're just so mean, dude. And the funny part is, they hunt for no fucking reason. They find us cute, kind of like elephants. They find us cute. Us as humans. Cute. Yeah, probably because they're one day going to take over the world, and we're going to be. That's the movie I want to see. That's the movie I want to yeah, see right there. When the orcas take over the world. The orcas take over yeah. because they're going to. You ever see uh, the, uh, the the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? The movie? Mm-mm. Oh, it's an I read the book when I was a kid, but I don't remember. Movie. But there was a, a scene in the very beginning of the movie, and also in the book as well, too, I'm sure that you've read about dolphins that knew what was going on because they're an alien species where they left the, the planet or whatever for the impending doom. Dolphins are extremely intelligent. Yes, very. Yeah. So are killer whales. Apparently. And they abuse it. In fact, the only thing that killer whales are afraid of are dolphins. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're just as fucked up. No, because dolphins, well, yeah, because they try to rape people. Anyway, <laughs> so, and they do. It's fucked up. Yes. It's fucked up. We've talked about it before on the show. One like, of the few sexual animals. Yeah. They, sexual predators, I they, should say. They, they really, they are sexual predators. Yeah, they're okay. rapey. Yeah. Like, they are. I mean, they're super cool. I've swam with them before. That's awesome. It's terrifying. <laughs> It's so terrifying, um, especially because I know what they want to do to me. I was just thinking the entire time, like, oh, my God. Don't touch my penis. Don't touch like, my where penis. am I going to go? Like, I'm in the water right now. I can't. You're in their home. Yeah, and I can't swim. Oh, yeah. So you know what I am? I am a, a, a sexual bobber at that point in time. You're a sex doll. I am. I am. I'm just bobbing up and down. If they want to take it, they're going to take it. They are. Oh, kind of bad. Yeah. <laughs> So a, a neo-dinosaurian cryptid known from the rainforest swamps and rivers of the Republic of the Congo in the southwest central African Republic, the Imela Ntoka. Oh, boy. This is uh, Bomatiba or Lengala for killer elephants or eater of the tops of trees. That's just scary. Sorry. It's, it's a giraffe. But they kill elephants, though. That's fucked up. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's described as a horned animal and has been likened to a rhinoceros and a ceratopsian dinosaur. I mean, what is... Like triceratops? Yeah. With the horns? Yep. All right. Exactly like that. See me? I got that. Yeah. (laughs) Bing bong. So it is often used as a synonym for the older but now less well-known Chapequa water rhinoceros from Zambia, as well as... Nugobus or Nugobu from Cameroon. The <laughs> Why? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, I promise. I'm trying. I really so, and I really did a lot of research on this. Just just before, you know, we say this really long word, mm-hmm. we were charting and you got Right, yeah. Thanks for having us, folks. It was a blast. And we th- thanks for believing in us for until we did this. We thought this was a good idea. Yeah. 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 So anyway, it's the Natabu Yamai, yeah, Natabu Yamai from the uh, the Southern Democratic Republic of the Congo and uh, Congo, and certain accounts of forest rhinoceros, which is crazy. So yeah. they have a, like big water rhinoceroses, so, the water buffalo. That's pretty much what it it's is, right? Much, yeah. So the morphology of the Imala Ntoko uh, has been described as well-defined but puzzling. It is described as an amphibian with an elephant, <laughs> elephantine, elephantine, rhinoceros-like appearance, a big horn and its nose, and a bulky tail resembling a crocodile. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, uh, let's let's unpack that one real fast. Mm-hmm. Um, amphibian, so in the water, correct. Uh, elephantine, mm-hmm. so, so they, big. They go in the water. Right? Maybe the little chunky. Yeah, maybe maybe just kind of beefy. I was trying to do it. I can't do it. 
There, that's, yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, don't, I'm, yeah. You give me a brain aneurysm. Um, rhinoceros-like in appearance, meaning horn, big horn in its nose, it says. Yes. And a bulky tail resembling a crocodile. That's the part that throws me off. Yeah. You know what a protoceratops is? Do I look like I know what that means? I mean, I kind of hoped so because Ava talks about them. I know bit. what a triceratops is. So a protoceratops is a very small, very similar version of a cer- uh, triceratops. It has a single horn. It's on the its prototype nose. of a cer- tri- tri- triceratops. Basically, right? yeah, because okay. it's from the Triassic period. So okay. it's a, the earlier period because the triceratops was in the uh, Cretaceous period. So yeah. Um, anyways, so <clears throat> the protoceratops is a smaller version of that, almost like dogs like but it's a uh it's got the frill you know little, little yeah, 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 whatever yeah, yeah. i said but a single like horn on it okay so that's what i was kind of thinking that this was talking about and then i saw a picture of it nope doesn't look anything like it nope the tail is what i'm wor- like what the hell kind of thing is this it's got a thick ass tail got a thick tail yeah good with all the ladies <laughs> right so the uh, Emela identity on uh, uh, has has uh, historically been the subject of two extremely divergent conflicting theories. Either it was a big semi-aquatic rhinoceros, primarily due to its bulky tail. Which did, I thought rhinos had itty-bitty little tails. They do. I don't Yeah, know it's what, weird. Yeah. Or, or, no, I'm saying, or primarily due to its tail. They're saying because of its tail, a living uh, ceratopsian dinosaur. So they're saying this thing could be a yeah, they, possible they, triceratops. Yeah, man. Yeah. Which isn't necessary. I mean, it's, it's possible. It is possible. It is, but I'm not saying it's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many crypt, uh, cryptozoologists no longer subscribe to the la- uh, the latter notion as the Emelanotuka is now thought of as a mammal. <laughs> Okay, okay, mm-hmm. but but wouldn't, wouldn't okay anyway, one ethnic group the uh, the Aka refers to the Amela Not- uh, Natoku as Mokele Mbembe, um, a practice that has generated considerable misunderstanding. Oh boy! So they're basically saying that they think that the Mokele Mbembe Mbembe is just was hanging out in the water, and this other group of people were like, "Oh, this is something completely different." And now there's a lot of controversy saying that this one thing is now multiple, not just two, multiple different things. They were probably people from England. Yeah. They were yeah. like, oh, that looks like King Philip's son. Uh, <laughs> Let's name it. Toto. Stefan. <laughs> Stefan. <laughs> That's exotic, right? <laughs> Doesn't that sound good? <laughs> so now that we kind of understand those two similar cryptids, uh, we go back to the Erizima. All right. It was initially brought up by Captain William Hitchens, who said that there were two conflicting accounts of the creature, including, quote, a gigantic hippopotamus with the horns of a rhinoceros. That's scary as fuck. That's horrifying. <laughs> yeah, just saying. It is absolutely horrifying. Those things are freaking evil as it is. And put horns on their head? Just give it, yeah, give it some murder weapons yeah. on the top of its head. Perfect. Yeah. That's great. Thank you for the nightmares. <laughs> and an animal with hippo-like legs, an elephant-like trunk, a lizard's head, and an aardvark's tail. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> what is, is an aardvark's tail? I thought that was like... It's like something... If, if I were to sit down and, and ask um, Ava to just draw me, like my, my granddaughter, yeah. just draw me like a just draw me a weird animal. Yeah. That's what she would draw. No, what she would draw you is a three-headed chicken that she apparently saw in her dreams and calls it... She named it? It's like Jaja or something like that. No, Shasha is our... Sasha or Shasha, but they're... That's our frog. It's like Jaja or something like that. It's And she drew it, and it's pretty detailed. Kind of creepy. Okay. Yeah. 
So therapy coming up soon? Is that what we're saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah not for her, for me. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah, we you know, we actually have two frogs in our back pond, and uh, my granddaughter, Logan's daughter, actually named one uh, Shasha. Shasha. And then the other one's Fred. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's pretty I just awesome. like the the the, the yeah. difference. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I, whatever. You know. She's naming the next dog. We have like four toads in the back. And oh, speaking of, oh, you know how uh, your your youngest sister mm-hmm. is like, oh my god, I love snakes. Mm. Walked out in the backyard the other day. Saw a snake. And she almost stepped on it. Guess who doesn't like snakes anymore? It was a little itty bitty little garter snake. Oh. Little baby. I'm telling you, yeah, if Ava was there, she would have yoked that thing up nope. and been like, pop, pop, look. Nope, nope. Ava would have been in the pond. Anyway, <laughs> just saying. So anyway, he's just saying this thing looks kind of freaking weird, right? So right. Hitchens said that such a creature had been spotted by an unknown big game hunter who then told Herbert Francis Finn about it, inspiring him uh, to look for neo-dinosaurs in the Congo. A brontosaurus described by Hitchens as, quote, a massive marsh animal, 10 times as big as the biggest elephant, was discovered in a Congo swamp by a, <clears throat> quote, madcap man yeah, who had been searching for the monster, according to Hitchens. Hitchens, according to Bernard, um, with this name, Hoovelmans, yeah. mistook information about the great brontosaurus hoax, hoax, and Captain Leicester Stevens's excursion for information about Lake Edward. Also, it sounds like they may have found some funny mushrooms. So, I'm just <laughs> saying. Like, have you ever seen the movie Baby? From the 80s? Nope. She would love that. It's literally, it's either late 80s, early 90s. It's where, like, uh, they found a, an actual living baby brontosaurus. Oh. Yeah, it's awesome. Dude. And I want to know if you guys amazing. have seen that, for real. My OGs, my OGs have seen that, for sure. I know you have. So I don't know if you guys have seen that. It's called Baby. Dude, it's, it's super sad, too. So. Oh, never mind. I'm not watching it. No, no it's good. It's I, don't, good. I don't do sad movies. That's why I watch horror. Because it's not sad seeing people die. Did you say horror? Horror. <laughs> It's the past. Whore tense or what? <laughs> uh, anyway. Yep. So the Brontosaurus hoax was pretty interesting as well. Okay. Allegedly, the newspaper in the area of the Democratic Republic of the Congo wanted Captain Stevens to find this cryptic uh, found in the marshes of Lake Edward. Okay. He's like, get out there and find this damn thing. The twist is that the original reports were of a Ceratopsian dinosaur, not a Brontosaurus, that was written in the news. Yeah. So what the hell is he looking for? How the, that's what I'm saying. So the local reports that saw this thing, this cryptid, I guess we would call it nowadays because it's not real, is a... Or is it? Oh, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, you did it. Yeah, no. But apparently the locals saw a triceratops basically just kind of, you know, gallivanting in the water, you know? And the news... Which was probably like a rhino or something. Yeah, probably, which I've never heard of a rhino swimming, which is kind of scary. Armored tanks just swimming in the, the water. But so the local news was like, oh, dinosaur. Well, the only dinosaur I know of is a brontosaurus, so we're going to say that's what it is. And drew this long neck creature, much like little Nessie. Okay, so we all can, like, agree that there's a huge difference between a, like, a triceratops or a rhinoceros and a brontosaurus, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, there, there's a huge difference. Yep. Getting those two, like... Confused? Yeah, that's not, yeah. that doesn't, I don't know, okay, whatever. It was long ago in the okay. galaxy, far, far okay. away. So Hunter Roger uh, Courtney, Roger Courtney, later made reference to the Lake Edward monster, describing it as a huge black beast that spews tremendous waves and spouts. Oh, yeah! It spews the controller spouts. Of when the hunter persuaded his companions to aid him onto the water, the monster had already dove, according to Courtney, who claimed that a Dutch hunter had spotted the animal from the shore of Lake Edward. In addition, Courtney had heard rumors about dinosaurs. 
from the adjacent Ituri forest, which he took to be true. I mean, back then. How do you know? I mean, I guess uh, even now. Do you, do we really? Oh, I'd be diving headfirst into whatever is just yeah. to find it. Yeah. Yeah. So according to EA Sports, no, no EA, <laughs> sorry. Get in the game. EA Temple Perkins, who studied the Irizima in Lake Edward, uh, the monster, especially as it was described by Courtney, may have originated as a local legend intended to explain why water spouts naturally occur. Mm. Kind of like the Japanese say why earthquakes happen, because there's a great big old catfish down there, right? Or Kojira. Oh, I, I love those movies. I anyway, do too. <laughs> they're all they're great. great. They seriously are great. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? So like yep. it's folklore. It's, oh, what yeah. it, it's folklore. It's a reason why this is happening. And so you give it some metaphysical kind of like entity to it. Yeah, and then you can't see it. So you're like, well, it has to be a creature that does this. Right. Or even if, even if it's not even a, uh, um, even if it's not meant to be like literal. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's kind of cool to even have that in your lineage where you're like, oh yeah, we used to talk about this thing that you know like sam socks from where i'm from yeah you know it's a legless cat with you know bright glowing eyes pretty cool yeah i mean i've never seen it but it's kind of cool the lore the lore is cool lore is what makes it so given the uh the lack of reliable material from lake edward bernard hoovelmans believed that captain hutch uh hitchens had accidentally introduced the uh la page uh gapele (laughs) fake monster there okay Fake monster being uh-huh. the prominent part of that, leaving Roger Courtney's uh, brief report as the only description of the Lake Edward monster. Okay, so in other words, no one else has seen this damn thing. Yep. Carl Schuker, however, asserts that these two contradictory descriptions demonstrate that the term Irizima is likely used to describe both of the two primary African neo dinosaur types found in Lake Edward: the long-necked Mokele Mbembe type and the horned Imela Ntoka type. So, he's taking one term Mm -hmm. and saying that it's both of these. Yeah, it was just a... Which doesn't make sense because one doesn't look like the other one. Yeah. We're diving really far into this. Very far. I I saw this and I saw Neo-Dinosaur and I was like, I need no more. Yeah, like I I just feel like we're... Okay, we're going to back it off a little bit. We're going to back it off. That's what we're doing here. Sorry. (laughs) Was that my... That was my reel. That was your reel? I can't... I can't do it. Yeah, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Anyway... So, uh, Shuker hypoth- uh, hypothesized that the Irizima, which Hitchens described as having numerous horns, may be the same animal as the Emil Ntoku and the Ngobu, which resemble... Mm, I got this. Er, nope. Arsenotherium. There you go. Arsenotherium. Yeah. Aha! Arsenio Hall. Arsenio... I was going to say that! <laughs> a large two-horned mammal that went extinct and resemble rhino, but the horns being on its brow instead of its snout. Yes, means it's got big-ass horns coming right over its eyes. But they're not just over its eyes. They take the shape of the eyebrow. Like a devil. Oh. It's like the devil. It's the devil. Oh. A group of semi-aquatic cryptids known as water lions, water leopards, or jungle walruses, which I love, <laughs> love that, have been found in rivers and occasionally wetlands throughout tropical Africa, particular, particularly in the Central African Republic. The majority of the time referred to as huge cats, they can be identified by their protruding fangs or tusks and their penchant or penchant for hippopotamus slaughter. You need more of those. So they're not all that bad. Nope. Yeah, I like these guys. Yeah, because fuck hippos too. Yeah. Yeah, just saying. 
And if you guys, if you think I'm being rough on, you know, the the hippos or the freaking orcas or whatever, just do some research. Yeah, just seriously, do some research or just take my word for it. Because yeah. listen, I've I have not steered you too far off. No, they're dicks. Uh-huh. They are. They're complete dicks. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. anyway. So a number of competing theories exist, and some water lions have also been identified or confused with neodinosaurs, water rhinoceroses, and pseudodinothera. <laughs> <laughs> that just means fake shit. Okay. Ingo, uh, got these names. <laughs> Ingo Krimbigel, Krimbigel, okay, and Bernard Huvelmans theorized that water lions represent a uh, surviving species of saber-toothed cat adapted to an amphibious lifestyle. And that sounds fucking terrifying. Yeah. You're just hanging out on your little canoe yeah. or boat or whatever you have. And you just hear. <laughs> and you know? it's just cat, like, not just swimming, but speeding towards yeah. you in the water. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Mm-hmm. So the majority of water lion sightings reports were gathered in the 20th century. However, reports of the Naguli or water panther continue to come from Cameroon. So this is something that's still kind of prevalent there. Big ass cat with some tusks. Oh boy! So it's or, like a saber-toothed t- tiger that has <laughs> it's adapted to water. Or and cats hate water. Hear me out. Well, oh. actually, tigers actually love water. Uh, but hear me out. It's a uh, jungle walrus instead of a big cat. A jungle walrus would be amazing. That's so fucking cool, dude. <laughs> walrus is just like <laughs> just walking around, just smacking his chest. To, I'm just gonna go to the jungle. <laughs> like I'm tired of everybody. I'm tired of these fucking orcas trying to eat me. Fuck you. Yeah. I'm gonna go to the fucking jungle, dude. Hang out. What's the worst king? thing I gotta deal with? Right. You know what I mean, they see my tusk, they run away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I own this shit. Yeah. So he's just freaking standing out there going, oh, oh, oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, whatever noise they make. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you, buddy. I hope you do well in the jungle. So then there's the Nandi bear, which I've heard about previously, by the way. Yeah. Also known as the uh, Kimosit, which is Kalenjin for devil. Oh. <laughs> It's a cryptid that has been seen in western Kenyan highlands as well as Uganda. It is described as a deadly creature with a, uh, a matted mane that resembles a bear. Hmm. Okay. So it's got a kind of like a bear thing. Okay. Cryptozoologists have determined that the Nandi bear is a fusion of several different cryptids, including maybe two real unknown animals. Oh. I don't even know how that's a sentence. I, I, I don't even know how that's... No? How is that a sentence? Two real unknown... <laughs> Like, because they were two really fake animals. Anyway, exactly. No. So a huge hyena and a giant baboon. Both are scary. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't wouldn't fuck with either one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hyenas are dude. That's another one. They're little cocksuckers too. You know what's funny though is that they're actually not as bad as a lot of people think they are. So there's a actually like there's a story of a guy who actually was able to um like not necessarily adopt but take in a pack of hyenas i've seen i've seen um but there's know, people, videos of people like taking in hyenas and but stuff yeah, as pets they're like dogs yeah, yeah. They, dogs these these dags dags they, <laughs> you like, like dags <laughs> oh yeah dogs, dogs. i like dogs <laughs> but these uh these hyenas dude they they have the, the 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 crunching power to like snap bones and shit in half they're they're little bastards and they, they just are. they they're the, little bastards. it's the cackle that gets me yeah, that whole laughing That's thing. That's scary as shit. Like, what? Quit laughing at me, clown! <laughs> you know? Like, I, I I don't need a dog to laugh at me. God, my whole entire... My wife laughs at me enough can you in the bedroom. Your anyway, dog not, can you imagine Lucy? Instead of barking, just laughing constantly? I would much rather that. Really? I would much rather <laughs> The whole okay, time? Not like that. That's what... That's how I, I sound. Kinda, I would really like it if she had, like, the Eddie Murphy laugh. Just... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like no, that. the Arnold Schwarzenegger laugh. 
<laughs> I'm a stud. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with that too. But instead, she just barks constantly. So mm-hmm. whatever. So anyway, this thing could be a supposedly a, a combination of a huge hyena and a giant baboon, mm. right? Mm-hmm. However, it identifies of a living, mm-hmm. a chalakerthi. And I actually looked this up. Yeah. Chalakerthi. Ah, I fucked it up anyway. Chalakerthi. Um, it's that weird horse gorilla looking thing from like, it's not quite oh, a dinosaur. No, 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 no. No. So it, it's got the, the snout of a horse. Okay. And it's but it's really got long legs up front and a short oh, back yeah, end. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a uh, it was an ice age animal or whatever that was really prevalent. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah I know what you're talking so about. So that's what they're th- they're thinking it might be. Mm. And an unknown bear have also been proposed. Okay, so and, and to me, it's probably just a bear they've never seen before. Maybe it could have been an anomaly of a bear that maybe had some sort of a growth issue. I mean, I mean or... things happen. Could be as aliens, Sasquatch, <laughs> or Sasquatch. I like that idea better. Since the 20th century, there have been few or no sightings, and it has been hypothesized that the Nandy Bear, if it ever existed, is now extinct. But like Logan said, uh, maybe it's just a Sasquatch. Maybe it originated like we did in Africa and has now moved outward. Did you know I left my reins down there? You left your what? My reins. Your reins. I left my reins down. Like there. for your horse? Yeah, my horse. You left yeah. your yeah. reins down in Africa. I did. I left my reins down in Africa. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you at least bless them? I did. That's that's. Always <laughs> <good>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we we just kind of hope here that the uh, the cryptids were a little more easy going because now we dive into some shit. I don't want to go into some shit. Yeah. Well, guess what? It stinks. Plug your nose, buddy. We're diving in. Mm. So, Sir Edward, Edward, Edward <laughs> Frederick William David Wolgumbe Mutebe Luangil Mutesa. <laughs> Holy shit. Why is that a name? That's not a name. That's an action. No, that's not a name. Those are directions to, like, outer space. Like, <laughs> stop. That's not. You're going to okay. take a left at uh, Edwards and uh, uh, down two blocks. You're going to go to Frederick's, and I'm not going to say the rest because that's a holy fucking long. Right. That would be E-F-W-D-W-M-L. M that if like someone gave you like uh, the call sign for something and you had to give it to him, it's like Edward Frederick William David Wulgumbe Mutebe Lualgula Mutesa. That's yeah. And immediately all I heard was Mufasa. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, he's known as uh, Kabaka Mutasa the second. Okay, he led a fascinating life. He ruled as uh, Buganda's thirty-six uh, Kabaka, which is the king. Yes. Okay. From uh, 1939 until his passing on November 21st in 1969. Keep that year in your thoughts. 69? Yeah. Oh, oh no, yeah. no. Like, oh, calm down. Oh, 1969. In addition, he served as Uganda's first president from 1963 until 1966 when he was ousted and taken into exile by Prime Minister Milton Obote. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, hopefully you guys are following all this. Following the passing of his father, King Daudi Kwa. Is that Kwa or Swa? I don't know. I'm going to say Kwa. Kwa. The second. He succeeded to the throne of Buganda on 1939. He was overthrown twice, once by the colonial governor, General Sir Andrew Cohen, in 1953, so that he could be replaced by his half-brother, whom Cohen believed he could better control, of course. Mm. And once more in 1966, when Prime Minister Abote forced him to leave for Britain. In other words, get the fuck out of here. Right? Yes. Where he died in exile. Okay, so in other words, this guy who had the really long name, they were like, you got to go. He goes to England, and he unfortunately died. 
Following his first exile of two years, Mutesa II was permitted to reclaim the throne as part of a negotiated agreement that establishment or established him as a constitutional monarch and granted the Baganda the opportunity to choose delegates for the kingdom's parliament, the Lukiko. We following this? Yeah. You sure? 100%. All right. Really? <laughs> <laughs> he had 13 wives and 11 children by marriage and six through other means. What other means do you mean? What do you mean? He was a bit of a... Man whore. Yeah. He was a man whore. A gigolo. Yeah, he was slanging it. Mm. Slanging it there, dick. Mm. Slanging it dick. Initially joining forces to demand self-rule, Sir Edward... I'm sorry. <laughs> Sir Edward Mutesa II, uh, KBE, and Prime, uh, Prime Minister Milton Obote went on to win the 1962 election. Okay. Mutesa II was named non-executive president, primarily serving in a ceremonial capacity... But after independence, the relationship started to sour. In other words, it's it's yeah, it's like the king and queen of England, and whatever, or yeah. the queen of England. She really has nothing to do with their yeah. legislation in Parliament any way. Has all the power. Yeah, no, they don't have any of the power. Parliament does. In the constitutional monarchy, Parliament has all the power. The government, the government has power over there. I was quoting Cat in the Hat. But oh, anyways, okay, yeah, the, the the queen and shit. It's just a it's a thing to keep people. Yeah, it's a facade. Yeah, kind of like the emperor of. Uh, what was it? Japan back in the early 1900s or whatever, because they were as well as well too as a, some sort of nothing like a uh, king and queen. It's that weird dude that uh, the self-proclaimed uh, was it uh, the president of is it Switzerland or Sweden? One of the two. The guy that wears the weird hats. He absolutely has. Oh no, yeah, has no power whatsoever. But he's just the he's, guy. He's the guy. He's the guy. He's the guy. He wears many wanna, hats. I would like to be the guy. You can be the guy. Okay, can I, can I change be the that, guy? I'll change that in my phone from dad to the guy. The guy. The guy. A guy. <laughs> <laughs> so Abote alle- uh, allegedly instructed um, Idi Amin led soldiers to raid his stronghold in 1966. Remember I mentioned that name a little while ago. Here come the hot step uh, murderer. That guy. Dude, right? You did say that? I did. Oh. I think so. I don't remember. Did I not? I... <laughs> course I did. So Mutesa II had to escape to the UK once more. Abote declared himself president and assumed total control while he was overseas. Hey, so basically, look at me. I'm the captain now. I am the captain now. <laughs> so the largest of Uganda's several ethnic groups, the Baganda, were led by Mutesa II as monarch. Despite taking uh, advantage of it, Obote used his position of power to get rid of both the traditional kingships and the uh, independence of the pro- uh, the province administrations because Buganda had only agreed to join the state if it had a high degree of autonomy. In other words, we're going to do this, but we want to self-rule. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, don't tell us what the fuck to do. Yeah. I don't you, want none of your taxes. You can be there if I need you. Mm-hmm. But until then, fuck off. Right? Yeah, we should have more of that. I know. I kind of feel like we should, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in 1993, Mutesa's son was elected as the 37th uh, Kabaka and uh, under a revised constitution. Within Uganda, Buganda is currently a constitutional monarchy. In Uganda, Mutesa II attended King's uh, College, Budo. As a student of Magdalen College in Cambridge, England, he enlisted in an officer training corps and received a captain's commission in the Grenadier Guards, which is pretty freaking cool. That is pretty dope, actually. Buganda was then a part of Uganda's British rule. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which, mm, yeah, not a big fan of that, but whatever. Many of the traditional leaders or uh, kings served as the British's um, representatives in Uganda. Okay. The late 14th century is when... 14th century, by the way, ah. is when the Buganda uh, kingly 
um, kingly? Yeah, the king, the line of the king. The lineage of the king. Correct. Yes. Began. Oddly enough, Abote was deposed in a coup in 1971 by none other than... Here come the hot step of murder. Yeah, that the makes sense why that name in the song. Ah, and, ah yeah, yeah, he's the He's a murderer. Okay. Yeah, Adi Amen, the head of his own army and closest supporter. Yeah, he came in and swooped up and basically took over. Yeah. So at the age of 45, Mutesa II passed away from alcohol poisoning at his London apartment in 1969. Remember I said to pay attention in 1969. Mm. The British authorities determined that he committed suicide despite his followers' claims that Abote regime uh, regime assassins were responsible. In 2009, four decades after Mutesa uh, II's passing, a family friend and fellow Ugandan exile living in London told the BBC, quote, We got warning. People used to write and say some, uh, somebody has been sent. Be aware. Take care. So was it suicide? I mean, how do you die of alcohol poisoning? I hope I don't ever show you. <laughs> yeah, same. Because, <laughs> damn. Yeah. So according to J.M. Kav- uh, Kavuma Kagwa, an elder from uh, Kayagwa, those two words, uh, in the Mukona district, quote, there were rumors that Obote was uh, spending uh, 250,000 shillings per week, mm-hmm. which is a lot of money, Tots. okay, to track down the Kabaka. Their mission had completely failed until luck struck when the late Oscar Kambona of Tanz- uh, Tanzania, who fell out with President Nairiri, that sounds right, and fled into exile in London, organized a birthday party in November of 1969 in Sir Edward Mutesa's honor. Hmm. Oh, let's see. Let's set up a birthday party. Right. Where there's not going to be any food. Okay. Right. And there's not going to be any water. Nope. There's not going to be any punch bowls. Nope. It's just going to be nothing but liquor. Liquor up front, poker him back. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Quote, also in attendance was a beautiful Muganda girl who had reportedly been recruited by the GSU to go to London. Hmm. Befriend Sir Edward, be close to him, and poison him. With alcohol? I don't think that's what no? happened. That's not how you get poisoned? No. Oh. She came close to the Kabaka, par- uh, Kabaka during the king during the party. It was reported that the Kabaka invent- inv- invented, invited the girl to this birthday party, and that was the time she managed to poison him because she was the one in charge of the king's drinks that evening. So, in other words, it wasn't alcohol poisoning. It was poison in the alcohol. So, you're in charge of serving me drinks. Correct. And you're the only one who's allowed to serve me drinks. Mm-hmm. Are you technically held accountable if I drink too much? Uh, well, yeah. it depends. It depends on where you're at. Because like here, like obviously, yeah. we, we own an establishment that serves alcohol. True. And even though we're all adults and we should all be able to make our own decisions and whatnot, it's, it's up to the establishment to make sure that people don't overindulge. Right. So I guess, yes, I'd be held liable. Hmm. Bullshit, right? Yeah. Yeah. A little bullshit. bit. Bullshit. Yeah, a little bit. After Abote was overthrown in 1971, Matusa II's remains were brought back to Uganda and given a formal funeral by the new president, <laughs> Idi Amin, who had led the attack on Mutesa's palace in 1966 as the army commander, which is kind of fucked up. Hey, I fucked you over, but you're dead now. Yeah, come I on back. Probably. <laughs> I probably had my hand come in it. Come on back. But, you know. Just yeah. to make me look better, I'm going to bury you out yeah. here with your ashes and stuff. Yeah, anyways. So it's definitely an interesting story. I mean, this guy, you know, he, so much shit went down 
All right. Yeah. So now, eh, this one's a little bit more unsettling here. Oof. Okay. On the last night of her life, Rose uh, Nakamuli shut down her little hair salon in rural Uganda at around 9 o'clock. The 27-year-old made her way back down to the neighborhood bar for a late-night beverage. You know, get herself a drink. After walking home to change and turning on her porch light for the evening. Later, while she was strolling along a country road next to a two-lane highway on her way home, a a friend leaned out of his small uh, bar to greet her. You know, hey, how's it going? You know, because that's where she was going. She's going to get a drink. Mm -hmm. The following morning, a neighbor discovered her dead, slouched behind uh, banana trees in front of her house. Rose was stripped and forced to kneel on her knees. Her vagina had been penetrated with a cassava stick. Her spouse recognized her by the maroon sweater that was hanging from a tree close by. Considering the porch light was still on, suggests that she was uh, she never actually made it home. So this happened outside of her home before she even got there. So uh, Nakamuli Rose is one of 23 women who have died mysteriously and horribly on the outskirts of Kampala, the expanding metropolis of quickly urbanizing Uganda from May to November of 2017. And this goes way even further. Oh, like I, 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 this is you don't insane. More oh yeah. So the murders have caused fear in the neighborhood, sparked doubts about the nation's dedication to protecting women, and increased scrutiny of the police force, a potent institution criticized for acting with impunity and serving as an extension of the government's ruling political party, the National Resistance Movement. In other words, they're not looking out for the people; they're looking out for the government. Hmm. It sounds like uh, somewhere else. Anyways, uh, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh yeah, you're right. Clintons. Anyway, <laughs> all the victims were female, ranging in age from 19 to 38. Jeez. Four of the individuals have been recognized as sex workers, along with a number of traders and a high school student. Many of the victims had no nearby family and lived alone. Three of the women, at least, uh, at least, are yet unidentified. Excuse me. Many of the murders, according to the police, were committed by witchcraft practitioners who sought financial gain through human sacrifice. Others, according to them, are the result of spousal abuse, drug uh, drug use among unemployed youth, land disputes, and lone women who fail to take the necessary safeguards. Which I don't like that term at all. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't. Yeah, that whole article is just fucked up. Yeah, I just I'm I, I'm more or less am curious though where human sacrifice really like how it came to be. Like I know a lot of cultures kind of delved into human and still sacrifice do. and still do yeah, unfortunately which we will discuss here yeah but i just never understood like i want the rain so i'm gonna kill you to bring me rain i think that it's just it's for the gods you know uh, at least back then they you know the, the the people of the time they wanted to if they sacrifice somebody they thought that would make the gods happy and then therefore they would get what they needed whether it was rain or you know, stopping the rain yeah. or their their crops to grow, whatever the the case may be. Yeah, it's just yeah. And but the the crazy part to me is is like if that was happening back in, I don't know, let's just say centuries ago, mm-hmm. it's still happening. Yeah. So weird. A little bit. So twelve or more suspects have been taken into custody. Some have apparently been tortured into confessing. Ah, uh, shocker. Mm. However, not much evidence connecting the suspects to the crimes has actually been made public. Locals and activist organizations charged the police with being overburdened and conflicted over the murders of over 20 women. This is all in one area. Yeah, within a rather, I mean, unfortunately, there are other events that kind of transpire before and after this. Right. But within this time period, there's nothing really that just, yeah. Right. Yeah. 
So, quote, what makes me uh, makes me to feel that there is an element of injustice is that it took Rose to die in order for somebody to move, said her husband, Anatoly. Oh, I'm so sorry if I'm going to fuck your name up, dude. Uh, Nagaya, uh, Nada Bagheera. Nadia Bagheera. I got that. Yeah. Nadia Bagheera. Sorry, Anatoly. I just should have said that. <laughs> Community watch groups have been established. A curfew has been implemented, and this is, of course, back in seventy nine or two thousand seventeen. Has been implemented to prevent women from traveling alone at night, and the local informal uh, economy actually collapsed in the uh, interim. Okay, so local because nobody was going out. Yeah, nobody was going to the bars, bars salons, nothing. Gone. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. Some of the safety measures uh, have not been applied since um, ID amends regime. And the civil conflict that ensued after his overthrow in 1979. We keep talking about the hot stopper. Yeah. Murderer. <laughs> Which makes all the sense. A little bit. Interior Minister, uh, I'm going to say JJ Odongo? Yeah. Okay. Blamed a couple of business people at the head of a vast criminal network connected to the Illuminati in September of 2017 for most of the killings. According to Odongo, the guys, Ivan uh, Katangola, uh-huh, Katangola, and Philip hmm. <sighs> Okay, thank you. Yep. Okay, good job. Thanks. Up top on that one. Yeah, I kind of did the same thing too. Good, good, good. Good. I was like trying to figure out the name. Tumuhumbise. Names. I Tumuhumbise. like that name. That's awesome. I know. It sounds hardy. Tough. Yeah. I like that. So Philip Tumuhumbise. Tumuhumbise. God. Well, anyway, these assholes performed rituals using the victim's blood and body parts in order to increase their wealth. I just, I, I. <sighs> I'm sorry, but I just I, I can't wrap my head around. But you're you 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 you. I mean, I grew up in a society technically where that's frowned upon. Same thing with yeah, cannibalism. Yeah, we, we've never dealt like with that. Right? You know what I mean? Like but we've like, never had that in our mainframe. I just never, I don't understand how sacrificing another person, sacrificing anything really, brings about wealth. Wealth is a human. Uh, anyways, I don't know. No, I get it. I, I, it's, look, it's a human-made thing, though. So I, I, I how would the gods have anything to do with it? You know I, what I mean? I, I, Maybe there's a god of wealth that I mean there are likes, quite a few but likes to eat dead people. Oh. Eh. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. So in Uganda, magic and mysticism still have great power. Yeah. The rituals that these beliefs usually take the form of can occasionally become more evil. In the past, killings for ceremonial purposes have been uh, have often involved uh, unfortunately uh, children in particular. Jordan Anderson, a researcher who has studied magic in East and Central Africa, claims that the latest killings of women, however, this is in 2017, have little in common with conventional ritual homicides. One reason is that it's unusual to preserve a sacrificial body. Okay. Right. So normally you don't do that. Nope. Quote, you are killing the person because in the first sense you want to use that body part in the medicine or the potion that you are going to put together, he said. It's the particular part of the person you want, not the death per se. So like it. An ind- like a finger? Yeah, finger, a heart. Oh, boy. The liver? Because oh. we're a bunch of fucking orcas. Ah! Fuck orcas. <laughs> so black magic can also be useful uh, cover for a, uh, you know, a murderer trying to hide their tracks or an easy scapegoat for incompetent security forces. Of course, it has to be black magic. It's got to be right? black magic. It can't, it can't be a serial killer. No. No. It's magic. No, it's it's somebody, yeah. It's Ritual the, sacrifices. Yeah. Yeah. So, quote, if you have this motif in the media, people can pick it up and copycat it, hmm. Anderson said. Quote, if there's uh, insecurity in the uh, in this area, if there are murders taking place, this is a great excuse for the politicians, the police, and above all, the people doing the murders. Of course, if you're a murderer, oh, my God, 
this is what's happening right now. You know what I mean? Like you blame everything else. Right. In an interview at one of the clubs where she was last seen alive, her husband noted that uh, Nakamuli was regarded as being, quote, extremely sweet. She was unable to stand by as a child sobbed. He couldn't bring himself to clean up her house for two months following her passing. I mean, that, that makes sense. Like this wonderful woman that is, you know, works hard or whatever, and just one day, unfortunately, has this happen to her. Like, I, I dude, if anything happened, like to, to Mama Sayer, to to Sid, anything like that, I wouldn't be able to do anything about it for a while. It's just, it, it's just heartbreaking. Yeah, you know? it's a, yeah, it sucks. So in small communities like the one where Nakamuli passed away, rumors are easily disseminated. And, oh, that damn name, Nadia Baguera is still dubious of the police's version of what happened to his wife. He thinks Nakamuli's cousin may have set her up as part of a long-standing vendetta. Oh, boy. The small village of Katabi where Nakamuli and 11 other women were murdered. 11 other women in this small village is located along the main road from Kampala to Entebbe, which is home to the president of Uganda's palace and the country's primary airport in Lake Victoria. Mm. Museveni frequently travels this route, which is, of course, the guy who's in power now. He's yeah. the president there Mussolini. now. Mussolini. Yeah. yeah. Not, Good guy. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Museveni. Oh, Museveni. Yeah. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't say the other one. No? Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> no. <I'm bad. laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so he actually travels this route on his way from his residence to the capital. Okay. He didn't go to the town, however, to pay his respects to the deceased until late uh, September. Hmm. So Musavani uh, interviewed the victim's friends and neighbors during the unexpected visit while keeping a clipboard in his hand and taking careful notes. So it's kind of he's like a hands-on guy, which yeah. is awesome. The majority of the 12 slain women in the Katabi area were brutalized in ways akin to Nakamuli. In other words, they... Ooh, this is rough. Many had been assaulted with cassava sticks, stripped naked, and strangled. So, multiple, like, that feels like very intentional and very, um, um, ritualistic and in, in hatred towards women, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. On the opposite side of Kampala, 20 miles north, the bodies of an additional 11 women were found during the same time frame. There, victims were allegedly sexually assaulted and strangled, yet there were no sticks used on them. And I'm just going to preface that in that way. Like it? So, but think about that, though. There's another 11 women right across, like... Yeah, that number just seems a little too coincidental. So it almost was like a copycat, I would say. Or there's multiple. Or it's the Illuminati. Maybe. Yeah. An individual named Abraham uh, Kawisa, a chicken dealer, who had previously served 10 years in prison for robbery, has been connected to those killings, which seems like a pretty huge escalation a little bit to me. Like, you you, you rob somebody, and now you're going to just go around and kill people, and you know, that just doesn't, I don't know, that, to me that doesn't seem right, but just, whatever. I don't know the But the he focuses on women, though? Yeah, I don't know. It yeah. just seems weird. To, Maybe it was a woman that busted him. That's a huge escalation. Huge. Going from just stealing a little bit to murdering 11 women. Right. Yeah, I would say so. Kind of, yeah. A little big step. Yeah, a yeah, yeah. So the interior minister claimed that... Uh, Tumuhumbise. Oh, Tumuhumbise. Good job. Thanks. A teenage shopkeeper employed Kawisa to murder a dozen women, quote, for ritual performance to protect or improve his wealth. <sighs> As part of a loose network supporting law enforcement, 40-year-old Charles Waswa 
assisted the arrest of Kawisa and claimed, quote, they removed the blood. That's fucked up. Yeah. Kawisa resided two-thirds of the way down a short row of apartments surrounded by women cooking outside and shrieking children. He was labeled by his neighbors as an arrogant and dangerous womanizer. Kawisa's neighbor, Anna, Annette uh, Kamkosa, 29, stepped in to prevent them from dating. She alleged through a translator that in response he threatened to kill her, saying, quote, I'll kill you like I did the ones in Entembe. That's not at all good. Nope. She declared, quote, he's not a neighbor you want to be with. Uh, I, I'd have to agree with I mean, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Police said that after being detained, Kawisa uh, um, swiftly con- uh, confessed to the crimes. He allegedly led detectives around a number of the crime scenes without being asked. Quote, I don't believe we have arrested each and every person who knew about this matter, said uh, Kasienge. Kasienge? Yeah, yeah Kasienge. The police spokesperson. Quote, I cannot say 100% there isn't going to be any more crime because it has never happened anywhere in the world. But at least he uh, arrests, or the arrest, shows us we can stop criminals. We can arrest them, we can prosecute them, and... We can do this throughout the whole country. Unfortunately, cases like these happen too much in many places around the world. Uganda seems to be trying to get ahead of the curve with the installment of the Anti-Human Sacrifice and Trafficking Task Force following the Anti-Trafficking Act in 2009. Think about that for a second. You have to establish a task force to follow a law that you put in place to prevent this happening an anti-human sacrifice law can you imagine that being a thing in the not even that but like an entire task force i'm saying can you imagine a task force like that in america right now i feel like that would kind of turn a little bit more weird Eh, i could see it happening but it wouldn't be the government putting it around oh hell no it'd be an hoa (laughs) (laughs) although reports have shown that the task force has been severely underfunded for a while we do hope that things start to turn around now speaking of human sacrifices this is a report from only a few weeks ago Hmm. and literally when i say a few weeks ago this was like i think it was july 9th okay and we're july 21st correct right now as you're listening to this Human sacrifices continue unabated in the remote and rural areas of the landlocked eastern African country of Uganda, despite authorities enacting tough laws and threatening death sentences. According to officials, 132 incidents of human sacrifices have been recorded in the last three years. Dude, that's known. The numbers have spiked from 22 in 2019, 45 in 2020, and 65 in 2021. Most victims of such ritual sacrifices are children, okay, apparently because they are easier to abduct and as seen as, uh, you know, pure and, you know, higher ritual value, which is fucking super fucked up. Sorry, but anyways, when it comes to rituals, there's a hierarchy of costs between the life of a person? I guess it's a purity level. I would assume. That's I, don't, just, I don't know. I mean, I've, I, I've I never I kind of understand that because I've like never sacrificed we, anybody, so I have no idea that we know of. Yeah. But ah, <laughs> whoa. But what I mean is that like I don't understand how one or a group of people can conjecture like the well. The if you look at it from life, you know let's I mean? look at it from a uh, like a purity standpoint, and this is me not a please apologize. My apologies for anything I may say right here because I'm just trying to like. So like, if you were to sacrifice a Say a prostitute, okay, forty-year-old prostitute. 
Um, people who are doing the sacrificing are going to look at them on a lower level. Gotcha. Okay. Whereas, like a child who is completely pure, has never done anything bad, is never you know whatever, yeah, they're going to be higher up on the the. On and, the and according this to is, their chart. This is me speculating a hundred percent. yeah. Because I have no, no idea, and I'm not negating anyone who does you know sex work or whatever like that. You know what I mean? Like you get yours. Yeah. You know what I mean, whatever they're going to do. I, I I personally think it should be legalized, but that's just my oh, my opinion. Same. But that's what I think it that the whole thing is. Yeah, At just, least in what what I believe their thought process is. Yeah. You know? Like if you had to get in the mind of it, yeah. Right. So uh Anadolu Agency quoted authorities as saying on Sunday that the sacrifices are being carried out by witch doctors or local traditional healers dotting rural areas. Admitting that human sacrifice is a big problem, Lucas Irisel oh boy. Mm, can we just say his name's Lucas? Oh yes, Aguirre. Oh, yes, the Geary. Well, you're good at that. Thanks. Good job. The police spokesman for the Kampala region said most uh, such practices take place in rural areas. The so-called leader of traditional healing and witch doctors, Mama Fina, which sounds scary as shit. You don't fuck with Mama Fina. Mama Fina. Someone was like, Mama Fina's coming. I'd be like, I don't even know who that is, but I'm running. <laughs> you know what I mean? I already got goosebumps yeah. talking about it. Yeah, yeah. like I'm not going to be here when she gets here. I don't fuck with her. Yeah, it. I'm not doing that. Mm-mm. She's also condemned human sacrifice and described those recommending the sacrifice of human beings as fake. Hmm. Taking advice from witch doctors, all right, police spokesman Fred Inanga said only last month they, quote, arrested a man identified as uh, Musulumu Mumbuayer on suspicion of killing his two sons in a human sacrifice. According to preliminary investigations, a rich man had paid Mumbuayer money and convinced him to sacrifice his two sons at the instructions of a witch doctor. This is happening now. This is this month. This this article came out this month. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Superstitions led people in rural areas to seek help from witch doctors who in turn offer weird prescriptions, including, you know, human sacrifices to turn around their luck. Because, you know... That'll work. Yeah, you just kill your neighbor because yeah. you're having a yeah. string of bad luck. Sure. Stop by toe. Right. Yeah. A more worrisome part of the superstition is to undertake human sacrifice to put the body at the foundation of a building to bring good luck. Timothy Mukasa, a local leader in Kampala suburb of Kirika, said many multi-story buildings in the town have been built on a human body. Quote, the witch doctors tell owners to put a human body at the foundation of the construction of the buildings, he said. Jeez. In 2014, authorities apprehended and later sentenced a tycoon, meaning he's got money, Kato Kajubi, for sacrificing a child and then putting his body in the foundation of a building that he was about to construct. 2014, this is happening. What the fuck? Yep. David Musenze, a journalist who studied psychology, said there are not many qualified counselors to attend to psychological and mental issues of people, which makes them take advice from witch doctors. Okay, so they can't get normal help, so they go to witch doctors. Right? Not normal, but like medical help. So, quote, people go to witch doctors to help them get jobs, be promoted at jobs, or kill their enemies, along with many other problems. That is a very wide. That's a gap. That's a huge gap. Yeah, a little bit. Get a job. Get a job. You know, I need a job. Kill people. Just, okay. So, okay. What about hauntings? Oh. I'm sure you guys are out there thinking to yourself right now, like, well, what about the haunting? I mean, there's all the sacrifice going on. Right. It's got to be at least a haunting Super or two. Super fucked up. Dude, way. that is so fucked up, dude. Yeah, I'm sorry, but that, that, that still <laughs> you, blows my mind. You're not getting around that, are you? No. It's yeah. just, it. yeah. Anyways. Mm. 
Well, we found a story from someone living in Uganda from the Your Ghost Stories website. And it's actually a website where you can actually put your own ghost stories on. And if you do that, tell them the Midnight Train sent you. Nice. (laughs) I had always thought, uh, uh, this is a quote, this is their story, okay? I had always thought this sort of nightmare was happening to me alone until I have come across this site. I always took my suffering silently, especially the unexplained sickness, which always followed devil attacks. It all started on uh, November 28th of 2004, one hour to midnight, whilst walking home after branching off from the main road. I heard footsteps of someone walking behind me, and whoever it was seemed to have been in a hurry. I glanced back and stepped aside to see who it was and let him or her pass as I was on a narrow path. I saw a hazy form I can't clearly explain here. Explain? Explain here. My hair stood on my head like when you encounter something fearful. A cold shiver enveloped me and a gust of chilly wind wrapped my entire body like I was putting on a cloak. I let out a silent, incoherent scream and ran towards home, which was just nearby. That occurrence signaled the beginning of my suffering to date. Since then, whenever I sleep, I am uh, I am woken. Uh, excuse, I am woken up by this something touching my foot or uh, a feeling of being uh, feeling of being lying by my uh, beside me. That's so weird. A being lying beside them, right? A feeling of a being lying beside me. Okay. Okay. In the morning, I find scratches on my body, and at first, I thought it was me scratching myself during a sleep. So I used to trim my nails, but the scratches continued. During the attacks, I fall in a sort of hypnotizing stance. I neither can move nor make any sound except my feet, which I used to struggle and try to shrug off, uh, shrug of the being. Shrug off. Shrug off the being? Right? I would assume so. Okay. Yeah. In the past two years, the demon has turned sexual. It would turn in a woman form, hugging me in bed, trying to initiate sexual intimacy. When I wake up, my reproductive organ feels so cold and shrunk. There's pain also in the pelvic area for most of the day. And I have tried all sorts of remedies, you know, like blessed water, salt, prayers, etc. But none seems to work. Any suggestions on how to get rid of this demon is welcome. So I looked at all of the uh, the answers and people responding to this person who says that now you have a, a fuck demon in your house. I, I saw one of those, and I kind of laughed. It's ridiculous. <laughs> one of them said, just get over it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, another, wait, fuck. Yeah, another one. Fuck? I saw one that was like, dude, you have to, you know, of course, everyone's like, you got to bless the house, and you got to everyone out. And the yeah. other guy was like, dude, embrace it. <laughs> Enjoy it. Yeah, I was like, why, why would you say that to somebody? I mean, I guess. If they're getting sexual, I mean, mm-hmm. you can do what you got to do, you know what I'm saying? Oh, boy. And Sorry. lastly, the Haunted Palace... Of Kabaka. Okay, so Kabak's Palace, also known as Idiomen's Torture Chambers or Haunted Mansion or Lu, uh, Lubiri Palace, is located in Lubiri area of Kampala on Mango Hill Road. Remember, we talked about here come the hot step uh, murderer. He is a bastard. Yeah, he's a murderer. <laughs> it was the home of the Bugandan kings, but these days it's large. Uh, it largely remains unoccupied due to the horrific events that took place under the rule of Idi Amin and President Milton Obote. And we've talked about both of those. Yeah, buttholes. One of those is still around, right? Uh, Milton Obote. Yeah. 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 So President Idi Amin built his torture chamber. Uh, right here in this spot where hundreds of people were reportedly tortured to death. Their spirits are believed to have haunted the palace, which is, you know, closed to the public, uh, to, you know, these days or whatever. And you could actually go to it, but they tell you, you know, you go to the place mm-hmm. and they're like, you can't go in. 
So everyone's like pissed off that they go to this place. And yeah, interesting. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's uh, they say it's up for repair and clearing it from the you know so-called the spirits. And now, boys and girls, it's your favorite part of the show, the movie review. Which top ten movies will make the cut today? All right, so we're going to be talking about the movies. The movies. <laughs> I got to switch those buttons. That's so stupid. Every time. Every time. Son of a bitch. All right, so we're, what are we talking about today, Logan? Um, well, I, I, I was kind of hoping that we were going to uh, jump into movies that were set in Africa, according to Mdba. 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 Yeah. That's and, what I was. And, and is that what we're doing? That's what I was hoping so is that not what we're doing i mean i think so is it so we're talking about the top 10 must watch movies set in africa Woo-hoo! today all right according to mdba right and we love mdba love them so number 10 on our list here is the last king of scotland all right it's got james mcavoy who is i know that name sounds like a guy from star trek is it i want to say it's captain kirk if i'm not mistaken no no, it's not. No? <laughs> no, it's not. It's uh, Professor X from the uh, X-Men. Fuck! That's yeah. the guy I was yeah. thinking of. Yeah, Wrong. You're, you're good. Yeah. Forrest Whitaker, who I love. Forrest yes. Whitaker, this guy. Yeah, I got yeah. a lot of thing going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gillian Anderson and Kerry Washington uh, from 2006. 100, uh, let's see, uh, ooh, $17.61 million it grossed. Ooh. 7.6 rating, a 74 meta score, which we've been doing this for three years, and I still have no idea what the fuck that means. It's so. meta, man. It just means it's prevalent. Is that what that means? Of the prevalent things, that you... scores a 7.6 out of it. <sighs> Whatever. Yeah. Based on the events of the brutal Ugandan dictator Idi Amin's regime, as seen by his personal physician during the 1970s. I gotta watch this movie now. I'm sorry. Yeah, we you gotta, guys should we, watch it too. We gotta sit down and watch Because we just this. talked about, he's the lyrical gangster. Mother. If they don't play that song out of the entire fucking movie. They love it like that. I highly doubt they're going to do that. <laughs> um, number uh, nine is Nowhere in Africa. Uh, from 2001, this stars nobody that I've ever heard of. No? Uh, gross $6.17 million. A German-Jewish refugee family moves to and adjusts to a farm or farm life in 1930s Kenya. Okay. So th- there's that one. Yeah. Number eight, Out of Africa, which I actually love this movie. Really? So, oh, yeah. Uh, 7.1 uh, stars, $87.10 million. It is uh, Meryl Streep, Robert Redford, Klaus Maria Brandara, and Michael Kitchen. Hmm. In 20th century colonial Kenya, a Danish baroness plantation owner has a passionate love affair with a free-spirited big game hunter. <laughs> Saucy. Is it a good movie? It is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, But anything with Meryl Streep, I'm sorry. She's pretty awesome. Yeah, she's pretty cool. Oh, here's one for you, buddy. Ooh. Number seven, District Nine. Fucking love this movie, dude. Me too, dude. That guy is a hellacious actor. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. Uh, and he, what is his name? Is it Sharito Copley? No. Or is it David James? No, it's, I, it's Jason Cope. It's something weird. Nathaniel Bolt. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. It's got to be one of those guys. So anyway, District Nine is amazing. 2009. If you haven't seen it, 7.9 ratings on here. It grossed a hundred and fifteen point six five a million. Charlto Copley, huh? Charlto. That's what I Copley. said. Yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy. That's the guy. Oh wait, it's Charlto. I, I thought it said Charito. No, Charlto. Charito. <laughs> Copley. <laughs> 
So violence ensues after an extraterrestrial race forced to live in slum-like conditions on Earth find a kindred spirit and a government agent exposed to their biotechnology. It's amazing. Dude, it's a really it's good movie. It's amazing. Did you hear the sequel that's coming out here soon? I heard about it, but I haven't seen it. Mm. But I thought, what was that one um, where, where the, the same guy plays the robot? Talking about Chappie? Yeah. I thought that was part of that whole universe. No, I mean, no. No? No. 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 All right, number six, Beasts of No Nation from 2015. Hmm. I have not heard of this movie. It has grossed um, $0.08 million. That's still more money than we've made. So what is that, $80,000? So $0.8 million. Correct. $800,000. No, because, no, no, zero, no, zero point zero eight. Oh, zero eight. Yeah, it's $80,000. It's $80,000. Yeah. Okay, I'm not negating because I don't have eighty thousand dollars. So, yeah, I don't have eight dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so, a drama based on the experiences of Agu, a child soldier fighting in the civil war of an unnamed African country. Unnamed African country. I hmm. wonder what they're talking about here. Hmm. Anyway, so that's number six. Number five is called Black Girl hmm. from 1966. Oh wow! A black girl from Senegal uh, becomes a servant in France. And this is, oh boy, these names. Bessine, Therese Diop, Anne-Marie Jelink, Robert Fontaine, and Montmartre Sene. Yeah. Okay, 7.4. I mean, I don't know. It could be good. Yeah. I have no idea. Uh, number four is Come Back Africa from 1959. Come Back Africa chronicles the life of Zachariah, a black South African living under the rule of the harsh apartheid government in 1959. God. Yeah. That whole apartheid thing. Not a fan. Not a fan. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Not a fan. Number three is War Dance from 2007. Uh, 7.8 stars. Three children living in a displacement camp in northern Uganda compete in their country's national music and dance festival. That sounds awesome. I kind of want to watch that now. Uh, grossed uh, $0.11 million. So $110,000? $0.11 million. Yeah, about $110,000. Yeah. Still pretty good. You yeah, know, you're making actually, money, man. I actually read online that uh, Uganda's film industry is actually like surging right now over the last, like, 10 years. Really? Yeah. Like they actually, Uganda has their own film industry, kind of like our Hollywood. Yeah. But it's Uganda wood. I'm just coining that term right now. But it's, uh, <laughs> we got that. Sorry, Uganda. <laughs> but uh, they're actually like, they've jumped like leaps and bounds right now, according to a lot of other countries that are trying their own film industry. They're nowhere near Bollywood or anything like that, but they're, well, of course, definitely coming up. I mean, you're also looking at a place that has, what did they say, 44 million people versus a billion? Yeah. 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 Number two is Sometimes in April, a 2005 TV movie, Hmm. when the Hutu nationalists raised arms against their Tutsi countrymen in Rwanda in April 1994. The violent uprising marked the beginning of one of the darkest times in African history, which resulted in the deaths of almost 800,000 people. Yeah, the Hutu and the Tutsi, was that was the the genocide, war, apartheid, all that. Yeah, Yeah. I had to learn about that in school. Almost a million people. It's got Idris Elba in it. Wait, really? Yeah. No shit. I didn't know that. All right, I might have checked it out. Yeah. 2005. Idris Elba. And I have seen this one. It's yeah. awesome. Um, it's Don Cheadle, uh, 2004. Don Cheadle, for you people who may not know, it's War Machine. Yeah. From 
you know, all the Marvel movies and stuff. Heck yeah. Hotel Rwanda, 2004. Paul uh, Rusis Bajina, a hotel manager, houses over a thousand Tutsi refugees during their struggle against the Hutu militia in Rwanda, Africa. And it made about $23.53 million. It's actually a pretty cool movie. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I heard a lot about it. Heard a lot of good things about it. You haven't seen shit. And it's also got Joaquin Phoenix in it. Okay, gonna have to watch it now. Jacqueline. 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 (laughs) Yas, Queen. (laughs) Jacqueline Phoenix. So yeah, that's uh, that's that that that's the movies. Yeah, and listen, we know this is kind of a, a, a whew a, of an episode. Yeah, a little bit, but it, there was a reason for it. Like we wanted to, yeah. like we wanted to send our appreciation to um, yeah, being in the top ten of Uganda right now. Right, that's, that's pretty awesome. That's an achievement in my book. So Uganda listeners, if if we did any kind of uh, if we insulted or disparaged in any way, shape, or form, uh, it's all Logan. Yeah, hundred percent. And I will seriously take him out back and beat the shit out of him right now. You yes. just you just let me know, okay? Because yeah. I I will. He's I, got the little trees out there that I can make a switch out of. Yeah, don't you have the little the little sandal too? Well, I was thinking more of like uh, you know a thousand cuts. Oh fuck! And then just rub salt. What the fuck? <laughs> All no, right, no, switch. no. Oh, I mean, yeah, switch. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, but hopefully we didn't like disparage anything. No. Um, truthfully, I'm very intrigued by the country. And oh yeah. You guys got a lot of weird shit going on over there. Not gonna lie, and which I'm sure you're aware of. Yeah. Like the whole sacrificial fucking craziness. That's yeah. nuts, dude. I, I yeah, nuts to I me. Still can't get over that. And yeah. don't get me wrong. Like when it comes to any of that, I I, I don't understand a lot of it. So like. I'm still very, and I just can't wrap my head around it, man. Naive. Yeah. Very naivete. 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 So anyway, we love you guys over there, so thank you so much. And Heck yeah. So listen, make sure to stop over to our official website, themidnighttrainpodcast.com, and at our oh, a website here, you can buy some super sweet merchandise. Super sweet. Thank you. Wow, that was like a, that was like a Sean Connery in there. Oh, that was good. Super yeah. sweet. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was pretty good. Where you can, of course, find your Duke of Fingerbum shirts, the super popular Don't Be a DeSalvo shirt, the second best podcast shirt. Get over there and get yourself some merchandise, all right? Merchandise. And I feel like we're not getting enough people to buy merchandise. I'm going to start putting this in the beginning of the episode. That's do it. So either you guys start buying more merch, or I'm going to start putting the beginning and annoy the shit out of you. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Because yeah. are we like doing donations and stuff right now? For all we are. And um, if you have not listened to the Icons and um, Outlaws uh, recent episode on Metallica, part one, yes. we're actually going to be donating to the uh, Save the Music Foundation. So uh, for all you listeners out there, if you are, you know, if, if you buy a shirt or if you're part of Patreon or whatever, we're actually going to be taking part of that. And uh, 20%, to be honest, we're going to be sending to, um, yeah, save the music. Yeah, please. So you guys can, you know, help out a good cause, get bonuses and stuff like that. So get your asses over there and, and you know, yeah, yeah. get get yourself some some cool stuff. Yeah, even like right? a phone case or something, you know? A phone case, whatever. Some whatevs, Some swagger. Yeah. Get yourself some stuff. And listen, you can also check out Dr. Squatch. So, oh, can you? Because I love me some Dr. Squatch. I'm about to buy me some this weekend. I got this new one I just broke open today. Not Ooh. today, two days. Uh, yesterday, yeah. And it's like, it's amazing. Yeah, I'm going to need some tips on what to Just get. the right amount of like pumice in it. Ooh. So as I'm scrubbing, I'm like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. I'm definitely going to need that. I'm like, oh, this is really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The whole yeah. time, yeah, it's well, good. It's the good. whole time you're taking a shower? Oh, yeah. The whole 45 yeah. minutes? Except watch the, 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 the yam sack. The yam sack. Yeah. Gotta be careful. The Yeah. 
your scrot. Yes, uh-huh. watch it because there's like you know got little 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 scrubbies in there. It's got scrubbies in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go too hard on there, dude, it, it's yeah, yeah. Why are you scrubbing so hard down there? Well, I didn't mean to. Oh, I was dirty. Well, pent up. Uh... <laughs> yeah, kind of. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> no, it's amazing. And listen, Doctor Squatch is changing the way that men approach hygiene by providing all natural, high quality, healthy products. And God, I love them so much. They make you feel like a man and smell like a champion, but women, you love it too. I know plenty of females that use it, and it's great. It smells good, gets you clean, mm. and it's natural too. That's the yeah. best part about it. I That's love it. Dope. All soaps and products are made right here in the U.S. using the finest all-natural ingredients, not cheaply made or harmfully mass-produced. Get 20% off your first subscription. Just head on over to the com forward slash sponsors, and uh, just click on uh, a little little... Little thing that's in there. Little thing? Yeah, the little promo code thing. It's a oh, banner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just click on it. Just click on it. Just click on it. Get yourself some damn soap. Yes. It's awesome. And if you like what you've heard from us, and good lord, this episode may test that boundary a little bit. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Consider being a producer of the show by heading over to the midnighttrainpodcast.com and clicking on the Patreon button or go to patreon.com forward slash accidental dads because that's our little hub network we have. For as little as five bucks a month, you guys get it. Five bucks a month, you get bonuses, and now we're donating to an amazing charity that, uh, you know, we want to keep these kids and teach them music and keep music in schools and give them instruments and things. that They need those. Music so, is love. So help us save the music. Yes. So just sign up, get bonuses, get discounts on shit. Like, that's it. What yeah. else do you want? Help you the kids, I mean? man. That's it. Yeah, and help the kids. It's for the children. It's for the children. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, TikTok, mm-hmm, and YouTube. Eh, fuck YouTube. <laughs> also, if you listen to Spotify, make sure to rate us there as well as Apple Podcasts. Uh, of course, they just added a feature that, uh, you know, it'd be a lot cooler if you could just get over there and just, you know, give us a little little rating on there. A little likesy-poo. Unless, unless you're going to be a dick, and then we don't care. Like, just don't do it. Don't waste your time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't waste your time. Why? 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 That, why? That if you have that much disdain for what we have or are doing, email Logan directly. That's Logan at GoFuckYourself.com. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so, now, listen. I do have to say a oh. big thank you and a big loving support to our Patreon poopers. <laughs> Did I do it? Did you, did you did, wait? Do it again? No, that's close. <laughs> to Tomislav Subota, Amanda Denz, Chris Lucas, Zachary Danielson, Joseph Aramo, Margaret, uh, Margaret, what the shit? <laughs> what the Margaret fuck? Dempsey, Margaret, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Kelly Ryan, Nathan Diegman, Hank Sanchez, Stacy Luconan, Nicholas Cooper, Caitlin McKenney, Trent Scott, Spencer Dunlap, Jacob Cook, Maggie Brothers, Albert Lopez, Miles Campbell, Brian Gunsman, Colin Cox, Pumpkin Escobar, Mac Doherty. <laughs> Mac, your name fucked it all up, man. Mac Doherty, Turner Cox, Sydney Sayer, Gina Madison. Uh, let's see, uh, Janice Sorrell, Chad Flint, Chris McLeod, Justin Kowalczyk, Ru- uh, Justin, by the way, you're just great dude. Yeah. I just have to say how much, this, just awesome. Rob Webb from the Fun Box Podcast. Make sure to check out the Fun Box Podcast, wherever oh, you listen do. to your favorite podcast. To Christina Skelton and Jessica Bartolome from the Sisters a Skelton mm. Podcast. Ooh. Make sure to check them out. Of course, Maria Gibbs to Chainsaw. What the fuck? Who I just talked to the other day, and that's he's awesome. doing well, and he actually doubled up his uh, donation. Hey, from, good. Uh, yeah, helping out both awesome, shows now. Yeah. You're pretty awesome for that, dude. Love well, you, you're awesome anyway, but you did not have to do that. Yeah. Jigsaw, Rick Resler, Courtney Bachelor, 
Katie Brabenick, and of course, our boy. Are, are you ready? <coughs> oh, yeah. Our boy. I'm Bill Birch. Oh, good for you. <sighs> Man, that, we got to work on that. Fuck. Anyway, spread the word. Tell your friends. Thank you guys so much for your donations, for helping out, for being a part of what we do, for believing in what we do. Get those bonuses, listen to those songs, and just fucking do it. Keep the steam in our engines, man. Wow. Oh, like mustard. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, that's the end of the show. Judge mm-hmm. you, motherfuckers. <laughs> Choo-choo, you son of bitches. Mm-hmm. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. <laughs>